0: Number one, Star Wars. Number two, comics. Number three, Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit. Number four, Mario. Number five, Weird Al. Number six, Batman. Number seven, Cal-El. Number eight, The Simpsons. Number nine, TV. Number ten, every single band that I stole all their MP3s. But they really all sold out. Stay it all together if you're with me now. Nerds ruin everything. Nerds ruin everything. Say, nerds ruin everything. Nerds
1: ruin everything. Nerds ruin
2: everything. Nerds hey, everybody. Welcome back nerds to Nerds ruin everything. ruin everything. I'm Logan. And I'm Adam. And we have more to discuss than we can probably fit in two hours. <laughs> so, but we're yes. going to try. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and if we give you a bonus um, hour, I mean, I don't know who's on the clock. Uh, yeah. <laughs> who's on the, <laughs> but we will try to get it. We will definitely try to get it through because I mean, there is a lot, like you said, there's a lot. I, I, I'm genuinely
2: surprised. Um so- I mean, I feel like Star Wars is going to be most of it because, like, we had planned. I think when we ended last week, we're like, next week, we'll probably just talk about Dungeons and Dragons because I planned to go see it and Mm -hmm. Mario because it's coming out. And we were both going to see it. And then I don't know. I guess I just wasn't thinking about celebration. Or either either I thought that, like, we wouldn't get any major news until. Like, probably later today at Celebration, not, you know, for like, literally, hey, Celebration started, hey, here's all this shit.
0: <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, just like an info dump, like, like seriously, yeah. I was uh, I was actually complaining in my life because I hadn't seen shit about Ahsoka. I was like, when are we going to start seeing footage? When am I going to start seeing, a, like, you know, when am I going to see a date? Tell me something. Like, and I got everything. Uh, we got everything about Ahsoka and, and a little bit more. Like, we wanted a little bit more than just Ahsoka. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, like, the best way to start, a like, a Friday morning was, like, just a barrage of, what, this, this, this? I mean, even this morning, yeah. uh, we were just talking about it. We got it. So, do we want to go into Star Wars first or did we want to uh, talk a little bit about uh, the movies first and then get into the whole, like, a little bit of news, a little bit of... I think we should Uh, do the
2: like the movie stuff first, like what we watched, and then because there's so much to talk about with Star Wars. Um, Yeah, there
0: really is. You okay?
2: So you saw Dungeons and Dragons like a while ago, like almost a month ago, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Three weeks ago. ago. So three weeks ago. I just saw it. I think you texted me afterwards. I just saw it about a week ago. You texted me afterwards, Uh and I was like this is going to be the movie like to beat not maybe not box office wise but to beat this summer cuz it's just so much fun and really i mean i think fun. i think you're 100% right like I, oh, i'm going to be shocked if i see anything that i had more fun watching for the rest right? of the summer um like blue, blue beetle might come close Cause that trailer was
1: awesome.
0: <laughs>
2: oh man, I mean George Lopez alone, like,
0: and his whole character and stuff, like, and that little
2: Batman's a fascist.
0: It's a fascist. My God, dude, I'm like, this is like exactly what we needed from Blue Beetle, um, and that version of Blue Beetle um, is kind of like, yeah, uh, that one definitely is like set the take, like. Like, that's a, like a, that one is just, like, the tone is just right for, like, what you want. Like, what I want from a summer movie, right? Um. Um, But Dungeons & Dragons, like, it's kind of great, right? Like, you don't need, like, you think, like, I've, I've seen it a second time. And the thing that I liked watching was, like, the audience like the first 10 minutes is really kind of like, you could tell they're like, am I supposed to laugh at this stuff? Am I not supposed to laugh? What is, what's going on here? And then when they unlock the kind of tone that we're dealing with, it's almost like a sigh of relief. Like, oh, okay, this is not a serious, this is a serious thing, but it's not too serious. And fucking Chris Pine, welcome back to the show,
2: right? Yeah, like he's so... <laughs> I was listening to, I think it was the Ringerverse, and they were talking about it. And, like, their thing on Chris Pine became like, where the fuck is Star Trek (laughs) for? Like, exactly. This dude should be, like, a a super, super superstar. Because, like, I, I mean, I don't know, man, but I think in the Battle of the Chrises, like, if I had to put money down, like, I, I think I would put it on him. Like, he's, I think he's yeah. infinitely more charming than all of the rest of them.
0: Well, okay, so like, and here's the thing like, okay, so like, I, the battle of the Chris's ultimately for me comes down to which Chris can play all the other Chris's roles. And I will fucking tell you, Chris Pine, even Thor, he could play Thor. I'm, I'm I, it would be a weird wonky ass version of Thor. Um, one that I don't think people would connect with because he'd be so brazen. Um, but I will say this much. I think that he could play every, like every, every Chris's like big role. He could, he could feel amply. Like, like I won't, like when I watched this, I was like, it's kind of Han Solo Star-Lord, but the Star-Lord that we all deserve, not the one that we got. <laughs> uh, you kind of know what I mean Like he's like this Like He's just like oh this is our Harrison Ford It's just took us like A couple yeah. of films to to figure this out Like and to let honestly, him be Honestly if you
2: had right. put him in Solo Like I, I understand why you wouldn't Because it yeah. would be like we can't cast Captain Kirk As Han Solo <laughs> in Solo But <laughs> like Yeah man I mean That's what he's doing He's, he's he, just so Fucking good Like just so he
0: really good is. like huh. I and mean, he does everything in this movie including fucking sing like yeah. like like that's the crazy part to me is that he does everything in this movie but nothing but he makes like like the thing that i feel like a star like like a guy who's like set to be a star and i think maybe it is like okay like can we talk about the fact that like he's in his 40s now and there's this looseness to him that It's like, I'm going to be a star. I'm not going to be a star. I don't give a shit. I'm just going to be, I'm going to have swag. And that's like, kind of like like what he's like, he's, he's like that guy who like RDJ, who didn't find his swag until his like mid forties. Right. Or he's letting you not even that Robert Downey Jr. has been around so long that like when his second version of his career came around, he was not even 40 yet. That's crazy. (laughs) uh, Pine, Pine, it was like, give him a little bit of age. And like give him that point where he's had so many movies that he's just like, "Fuck this, I'm gonna be me." And he just like it, it feels like this is that 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 role like like Jay-Z said, allow me to reintroduce myself, and that's kind of what he's yeah. done here. I mean, he makes everybody better in this movie, like especially like, and I think it was you. That, that likes Michelle Rodriguez He makes Michelle Rodriguez yeah. Like twice the actress she is In this movie When it's essentially Kind of the same role That she's always had In like the Fast and Furious movies Except for she's not hampered But by it helps because the she doesn't egos.
2: Yeah she doesn't have to like carry anything She just gets no. to be That person And like A lot. It's funny because, like, if if Michelle Rodriguez had been paid by the words that she said, she would not have made much money for this movie. Um, Because all of her acting is the physicality of it all. And I mean, and he's he's got that too. But like, she is the strong man, and he is the like uh, you know slapsticky kind of guy. Yeah, you know, he's the mouth. He's, yeah.
0: Well, it's like they, they were saying um, they used Butch and Sundance as a reference point, and he's he's Butch and she's Sundance. And if you think about it in those terms, it makes absolute sense, right? Like she's oh, the yeah. muscle, and he's the mouth. Um. So yeah, no, like, and she's so great, like, like they give her, they give her that mother role but not like not making like their relationship sexualized. They make it about a part like this kind of dual co-parenting thing that I've never seen from her. And it's like almost like this, like her version of a tender side, which I love. Like, I love that they didn't try to make her this like, Oh, I'm going to hug you and stuff. But there's this warmness to her part in her relationship with the daughter that's, so just kind of organically, her, and it doesn't feel um, un- it doesn't feel like she's uncomfortable with any of the stuff that she's doing, and I kind of loved it. Um, and her re- okay, can we just talk for two seconds about the cameo? Like we're we're, we're nerds are in everything. So <laughs> guys, if you haven't seen this movie, skip this.
2: <laughs>
1: but like,
0: I'm I'm
2: amazed the that the time. wonder the Wonder Woman cameo in Shazam got spoiled but the Bradley Cooper cameo in Dungeons and Dragons. I had no clue it was coming.
0: (laughs) And when you see it, you're like, who is this hobbit-looking motherfucker?
2: And then when you realize...
0: Is that Bradley Cooper? (laughs) Academy uh, Award-winning... Academy Award-winning director Bradley Cooper shows up as her, her former lover and a... I mean, he's he, he, he's he's he's, a, he's a, like he's like a he's he's not he's not a hobbit, but he's a, a he's a, he's, a, he's a tiny person, right? Like, I, I don't know how to I don't know how to put it any other way, because like, they, they do not yeah, say the, what there's it a, is.
2: Cl- Yeah, there's a class, but I couldn't tell because like one of the podcasts I listened to, they discussed all the classes like ad nauseum. I was like, mm-hmm. this this is what makes this movie work is that they don't get bogged down. In this shit. Yes, <laughs> yes,
0: and then the, well, and then also they they take some of those class like the Palladium, like to the nth degree. Like what I liked about it is is that like I told you, it's like a, they're playing a, they're playing a campaign, and they're playing people like they there are people that are like super serious about the campaign, and then there's people that are not serious at all, but they're bringing their own je ne a quoi to it. And it's really hilarious. Like, uh, um, the guy who, <laughs> I hate i hate calling him Bridgerton, but Bridgerton, um, the dude who's in Bridgerton who plays the Palladium, he is so on point, Draxian, yeah, right? kind Ray of Jane. deadpan. Reggie Ron. Ron, 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 Ron uh, yeah. Yeah, Reggie Ron Page. Jesus Christ, like, he comes in for 10 minutes, and it's just 10 minutes, and thank God it's only 10 minutes. But... It's so kind of like, I I think I told you, I was like, I wanted to make a comp to you, but I didn't want to ruin it, which was, is that he's so kind of like, if they recasted Drax in an alternate universe and he played Drax, it'd be okay. He's in that same kind of like, and like I said, he comes in for just 10 minutes or 15 minutes with the fat dragon scene. um, And just kind (laughs) of kills it. Fat dragon is so funny. Oh my god, dude, that entire scene is like chaos reigns in a, like, I've been in some of those kinds of campaigns where a couple of guys are drunk or they're not, or there's other stuff that's going on with them and they don't want to play and they just be agents of chaos. And then the Dungeon Master has to kind of, like, figure out a way to play the game with these agents of chaos because they're doing stupid shit. Um, It's just a lot of fun and everybody kind of gets this kind of I don't know it's like even Hugh Grant like I mean Hugh Grant is the bad guy is kind of perfect
2: right Yeah I one thing I hated was knowing that he was the bad guy going in Yes so yes it kind of ruins the like the the twist there like that that's yeah, a little Yeah because they they kind of set it up like that don't they like they have that whole thing of like
0: like the film itself is designed for people like without the knowledge of trailers Because it yeah. definitely feels like Like you're supposed to be shocked Even though you've seen it in the trailers You're like oh fuck well I know that he's the bad guy but I was more then, shocked
2: that he it, Wasn't the bad guy at the beginning I was like oh wait yes, So he's gonna turn on them <laughs> <laughs> Um,
0: it's It's just a lot Like it's surprising How much fun it is but it's also Not surprising because they got the tone Right like it's this. Yeah. It, it's it's this super arch tone that doesn't disrespect anything. It just makes it so that it's like the it, it's like that scene that they keep on showing the 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 moment where Michelle Rodriguez kicks everybody uh, kicks all the uh, the knights' asses while they're uh, they're being arrested and Chris Pine's just sitting there kind of like <laughs> trying to, to get him. out of the ropes. <laughs> That's uh, such a good and he knows, scene. <laughs> My favorite is the line. He's like, "Damn, I gotta try a sharper, uh, a sharper, um, what was it? A sharper step." Um, it's just, it's so, it's like, it's filled with all of those moments. It just gets everything right, and it's like, I mean, it, it makes sense that uh, um, Francis Daly and, and Goldstein are are such like. Like, I mean, like their second, mo- like their, their last movie was a, was a game movie, another game movie. Like, you know, it was about game nights, but it was like the ultimate smart game night movie. Like, you know, like if you're going to make a name called, or if you're going to make a game, uh, a movie called Game Night about a group of like, you know, a, a group of 30 somethings that get involved in something more, but think that it's a game that's the movie that you want the best case scenario out of it with that cast. Um, Same thing with this one. It's like, I, if you would have told me like, and you did like, you know, I did see it three years ago when they started developing this and they, they took on the project and all this cast started coming together. If you had told me that this would be like so far this year, it's my favorite movie. It's not the best movie I've seen this year, but it's my favorite movie. Um, I don't know if you would have, I would have believed you. Because yeah. everything about it, it's like, it's like we talked about. It. It's like, it's like, it's like Top Gun. It's not that level of surpriseness, but it's that kind of like, oh, they understand the theatrical experience. They understand what you yeah. want in a in a popcorny, bubbly, poppy um, piece of entertainment for everybody and this is the key is because we're going to be talking about something that's not for everybody even though it's super ginormous and i enjoyed it but i didn't enjoy it as much as maybe another demographic did like i could take i could take anybody to this i could take my my like like i call them my my nieces and my nephews but they're not they're like my my friend like they call me uncle adam so it's like you know I've got a bunch of like, you know, five and six year olds. I could take those five, six or six year olds to this movie and not be worried about them being scared. But then also there's enough going on that they're entertained and I'm entertained. Yeah. And that the, like everybody, like it is definitely a, a four quadrant without speaking down to people. And that's the thing, like that's the key there. Right. Um, it's, it's big, but it's not, it's, Big, but it doesn't have stakes that are like boring. Because I'm getting really, t- I don't know about you, but I get really tired of saving the world. You know, save the
2: neighborhood, right? Like, yeah, and, and like, like <laughs> that's a hundred percent, man, a hundred percent. Because it's like that's all the those big tentpole movies are now. It, it's mm-hmm. you know, I I think uh, Dave on uh, film on the film cast uh, yeah. got. Used to calling it the big blue beam in sky. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's just this big, like, oh, it's a big beam that's going to destroy us. Whether it's coming from a ship or a box (laughs) or like, and it's just like, you know, yeah, the Avengers, quote, save New York. But like, really, it's a save the world kind of scenario. This is literally just it's almost diehard level stakes of like. I don't want to do anything, I just want to get my daughter back In the process, yes, they do wind up having to save The world or the city or whatever But he's not trying to do that He's trying to just get his daughter back And then he uncovers this uh, red witch Which That's one of my favorite parts of the movie Is when somebody's trying to explain the Red Witch stuff doesn't I mean it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Red Witches are back. <laughs> we we got it. <laughs> like you do I don't need the exposition. Like they just write it into the movie like, yeah, yeah, we were watching. Don't explain it to us. We got it. Um, but yeah, like you're a hundred percent right. Like the lower the stakes, the more relatable you can make those characters. They don't have to be so like stoic you know and yeah bigger than life they can just be kind of sort of fuck-ups that you know I, i don't know i if i would say this if guardians as a franchise were going to continue yes i believe that these are the guys that you want to take up the helm
0: no, absolutely you're right. Like like as soon as you started going with that direction, I was like, yeah, you need Goldstein and, and Francis Daly to do because they they get they get that tone. They get that that tone that's so mm, it's so rare. Like as I've gotten older, I've begun to understand what I want from my summer temples. And a lot of it has to do with tone and the smartness of the story. Um, because like, you know, we're dealing with a level of actor here where it's never the actor's fault, I feel like. It's always the direction, the tone, the editing, and just what they were, like, their placement in the Lego set, if that makes sense. Um, yeah. Uh, and here, it, like, you know, here it proves it's like it's like Chris Pine. Like, you know, you, you watch this movie and you go, where the fuck is this Chris Pine? Like, or, you know... Because they have a contract with uh, Paramount. Sorry, guys. I mean, it's like they got locked down as soon as uh, uh, Paramount saw the movie. I mean, like, and, and Bravo to Paramount for for looking at this and going, yeah, let's go ahead and put some money behind this and make this a thing. um, And get the word out here with a really great trailer um, and getting people's interest peaked, And then once we get them in the door, we can surprise them with the movie. Um, but, like... If we're talking like if they have to like take over you uh, like you know Paramount stuff, I mean hell, get Chris Pine back in the chair with a script from these guys and let them direct Star Trek Four. Oh
2: you know? yeah, I, I mean I, I'd be down for that. I mean it, it's 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 been such a process for them to get a Star Trek Four done, like to yes. do something lighthearted, but with heart. Yeah, it, it like and and maybe it's a Star Trek movie that isn't about them, you know, saving the galaxy. Maybe it's just exactly. about them going on an adventure and you know, I'm I'm totally in for that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Yeah. Um, but it's it's all to say guys, like yeah, this one's the real deal. Why, like like I, I don't know go how to tell this. people to like.
2: Don't go see the next yeah. movie that we're gonna talk about. <laughs> we're gonna talk about,
0: um, unless like, okay. So like Mario Brothers. I mean, it's not a bad movie. It's just,
2: the man, is it fucking made not, for kids? It, yeah, it. Nothing happens in this movie. No. Like I, I mean, it, it does, but like it, it just all feels so. I I don't even know how to describe it There's more story In every Mario game I've ever played Than there is in this movie
0: (laughs) No you're right You're right it's very okay so like Like I think there was A text that you sent me after I asked you if you would saw it And you said kids are gonna love it and Yeah I was in a Friday seven o'clock showing that was Filled with kids and you'd think that they had saw a Star Wars movie because they were laughing, they were clapping, they were talking to the fucking screen. And, I, like, that informed my, my experience. And I was like, it's fun, but, like, you're right, nothing happens of consequence. There's no stakes in this movie. Like, um, it, it's it's weird because... Uh, Like the worst part about this movie is not Chris Pratt, even though I have my, like I have my thing with Chris Pratt and, and um, Charlie day is uh, Mario and Luigi. But the bigger problem is the script because it feels like just a big introduction, right? Like it it feels like a pilot, but in the worst way possible, because like you said, there's no stakes. There's nothing that happens. Like, Mario is in is in Brooklyn. You know the I appreciated like the energy of the first part of the movie with the whole yeah. Beastie Boys song. Um, the, yep. the the commercial
2: the commercial was clever, right? Like, let's yep. go ahead and like you know. But I was in the first five minutes of the movie, man. I was like, oh, this looks this looks like it's going to be fun. The minute they got to uh, the whatever world yeah (laughs) whatever you want to call it yeah yeah i was like i don't know man (laughs) like toad was like get toad gets one thing where i'm like oh that's funny and that's when they're trying to break into the castle or get to the castle and the toad, toad like whips out all this thing you're like oh, is he going to beat these guys up with pots and pans and he starts making them food? Like, that was a, that was clever. But, like, outside yeah. of that, I'm like, this character is, like, he's m- more u- useful in every iteration of every game I've ever played than he is in this movie.
0: <laughs> he really is. Um, it, like, uh, so I was going to ask, like, it feels like like as soon as like they just the movie like makes weird decisions like and that's the thing that i'm i'm always like i am like okay so first off it's beautiful like it's beautiful in a way that um, i, I, I yeah, that's like great. <laughs> like in a way that i was genuinely surprised where illumination usually does this weird thing of like texture wise it looks like the real world and but their characters are kind of like this melding of like kind of pseudo reality AI stuff and like you know like like wherever origins are and they got that tone right visually right um, the score by Brian Tyler adapting the the music of the of the um, uh, of the video games. Beautiful in a way that Giacchino's score for Spider-Man is beautiful, where it takes a lot of these concepts that we we love. Right. Like the like, you know, video games, like, you know, as everybody knows, video games, like if you really kind of get down to it, like the scores of them are very different than the way the movie scores work, Um, because like, you know, there's things like power ups, level ups. But Brian Tyler finds this very smart. Like it, like I said, it's almost as Giacchino esque, like the way that he does Spider Man, where he takes the, um, uh, you know, the Spider Man theme and turns it into the main theme, which I honestly never thought that you could do because it's such a hokey Spider Man, Spider Man. But takes that tune. What Tyler does with the, with with the Mario Brothers movie is a little bit, a lot more complex, I feel, because he has to take like. At least 20 we, different themes Yeah I was about to say there's
2: so many <laughs> From across So many games Where you recognize games. Like oh that's <clears throat> That's this that's that that's that. And not only that but like each game also Has variations on Past themes as well So you're like you're yes. trying to honor Like everything You know like it, and it, it's A lot of fun like i agree with you i thought the score is really good you know it it is kind of fun when you hear like the 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 i, I don't know what to call it the water world thing you <laughs> know but not yes. the movie water world but like when you're under when you're under water. underwater and that da da da, da 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 it's like a circusy yep. kind of thing um, mm-hmm. or you know the the dungeon theme or the un, you know, whatever I guess underground.
1: Yeah,
2: like it's so much fun to hear that stuff. You know, um, it, it
1: really is. Um, and
2: even the old there's the like uh, the, you talked about the commercial like incorporating that old Mario Brothers theme from mm-hmm. the animated show. Like they yep. do a lot of fan service stuff like that and it all plays really really well because it doesn't necessarily feel like fan service it's just there um and it's exactly a clever way to incorporate it I, honestly man the script is the fucking problem <laughs> like the, the it like really it, is Okay, so, like, here, here I'm going
0: to give you a prime example of the problems with the script. So, you have Luigi run into a goddamn mansion, and he instantly gets caught, and we fade to black. We don't have a Luigi's mansion, even though you sub everything to have Luigi's mansion. You couldn't give you don't me five minutes of that? Exactly. You no, know, like, though you give me a whole Super Smash Brothers, Diddy Kong, Donkey Kong scene. Like, I don't get it. Like, that sequence doesn't make sense. And it's, like, one of the things that I was looking forward to because, like, Luigi's Mansion is a lot of fun and it's a lot of, like, like, seriously, like, you couldn't give me a five-minute scene where he's dealing with his character, like, the the things that he deals with in his movies?
2: Um, Yeah. Five to seven minutes of Luigi being Luigi away from Mario... I mean, you're t- you add five to seven minutes to this movie, but it adds so much more to it because ultimately yeah. the Luigi stuff makes almost zero sense. Like, I, I get it. Like, you don't want to have Princess Peach be the damsel in distress. It's it's fun that it's Luigi, but like, you see him. Part ways of Mario, you see the mansion thing fade to black, and like literally the next time you see him, he's like in a cage, you know? Yeah, and, and it's just like, what? <laughs> like, what, what the fuck happened to the shy guys? I know I saw shy guys, <laughs> like, what, yes, what, what role do they play in all of this? <laughs> like, I, it, I don't know, man, you know, it, it's, I don't know, it, it's, it was such a just total like disappointment once they got to the uh, toad world you know uh the mushroom kingdom i guess the
0: mushroom kingdom yeah yeah uh, um
2: where does thing? the mario hates mushrooms thing come from like
0: that, that's that's nowhere that's that's a chris pratt thing it has to be because he's never like it's never been stated anywhere even in the the uh, um the cartoon that he hated mushrooms yeah like there was a lot of wild it just
2: didn't shit. make a lot of wild sense, sense of to shit, me but
0: never no it really didn't like i was like what other than to give chris pratt a, like a because mario is a very empty character like if you really think about it he's the hero with no kind of like princess has like like uh... princess has a thing like she has certain things about her that we know about her um Uh, Toad. Toad has, like, certain things. Even Luigi, like, they have certain things to them that are ticks and quirks, like, throughout the game. Mario never feels like he has a lot of ticks and quirks, right? Other than, like, you know, Wario, which I do like the fact that they, they, like, his dad looks like Wario, and they've kind of almost, Mm -hmm. like... You almost think that that's the way that they're going to go with either the second or the third movie. Because, I mean, we know this is going to be an entire series. Uh, because I will say much. Kids
2: are going to fucking adore this movie. Because it's... I mean, box it, office seems to be really good. <laughs> so. Yeah.
0: Like, I mean, we're going to at least get a second one. Um, and they, we already know which way they're going if you watched the two, the the second credit scene. Or the end credit scene. Um, which is something that I feel like so... Did you? Did you? Did you? Uh, Honestly, I did,
2: but I I did, but I don't I don't remember it. (laughs) Like it's just it's Yoshi, innocuous. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) it's the it's the Yoshi egg opening, um, which means that they're gonna go with Yoshi. Which I mean, well, that that's a illumination for you, right? Like, I was genuinely surprised that they didn't introduce Yoshi right away because
2: we we saw other than. We saw them passing like some by, right? Types of Yoshis, yeah. And I was yeah. like, oh, that, but, so seeing him at the end was not a huge surprise."
0: Exactly, um, but it feels like like they're gonna go that route, I guess. Like, but they should have gone like, okay, so like Illumination to me feels like the one big thing that they always do in movies is there's a set a set of characters. That are like the cl- cutest things in the world, but they're also like the like they speak babble, right? I mean, they do this all the time. They started with the minions, and that's their thing. In this movie, it should have been the Yoshis, but it's like split between the penguins, uh, the blue star, and the, the mushroom people, even though they all get short shifted. It's very weird because it's like I want to talk about a- the blue
2: star, <laughs> okay? Yes.
0: Let's
1: go for it. Okay, let's, so...
2: Let's. So, I know what the Blue Star is. I'm wondering how many other people... Like, I, and I know the game has... So, I'm sure there were tons of people. But, like, this is why I wish I had gotten to see the movie with Ezra. Because... I, I don't think I told you this. When I went up to visit with them for my birthday, uh, I uh Ezra had... Uh, uh, the last time I was up there uh around Christmas I think uh Ezra had <laughs> been playing um Mario Rabbids, and uh, he he wasn't into it but like I taught kind of taught him how to play it and like he really huh? really liked it so I had sparks of hope because you sent me sparks of hope so yes. when I went up there I'd finished it and I I let him have borrow it i was like hey i know you finally got around to liking rabbits here's sparks of hope and he was so happy and like just loving playing it the blue star is a spark of hope that's oh. from mario rabbit sparks of hope okay
0: that's interesting how they went that far okay now i'm just confused
2: bro like now, I'm just, its my I'm really favorite use... fucking part of the movie, <laughs> like, <laughs> hands down. When the spark of hope showed up, I was just like, "Oh, this is fucking great!" And it's a spark of hope that doesn't do anything except spout like doom and gloom. And I was like, "This yes. is fucking great! <laughs> I love this." Uh, I was texting with Spencer after they saw it, and he feels very much <laughs> like we do. And uh, I was, I was like, the spark of hope was my favorite part. And he said, I don't know what that is. I was like, you should ask Ezra what that is. And I said, but it's the blue star in the cage. It's from Mario Rabbit, Sparks of Hope. And he was like, oh, I have no, like, I have no point of reference for that. I was like, yeah, I don't think like a lot of people probably will, especially older people like us, because it's such a newer game that you know yeah. and, and it's a very new game like it came out within the last year to be in this movie so but it, i i loved that i loved all of that <laughs>
0: he, he, like the the lines that he give him are just fucking fantastic and, and stuff that like like kids won't get like they won't get the like the 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 philosophical stuff, but it's still hilarious. Like it's hilarious to us, even if we don't know who where he's from. Um. So now that I have that, it's going to probably make a, a spark of hope even funnier. Um. Or it's going to be like hilarious to watch this this thing that is like has a diametrically opposite point of view of life, which is hilarious. Um. But yeah, like it's like ultimately, um, like I said, it's. I don't fault it for what it did because, like, to be perfectly honest, like all the kids that I saw it with, like it's like, and maybe it's the the experience that I saw it in the, the manner in which I saw it in, because it's like I didn't realize how deeply rooted Mario is with certain kids. And all these kids, like, they knew like, like they got everything in the movie. It wasn't even just like like they got diddy kong they got the whole like reference to diddy kong they got donkey kong they they loved they especially loved all of the uh, um all of the mario kart stuff um like they they went wild for it like like i just kept on watching going jesus they they wholesale took like um all of their stuff from mad max fury road like literally except for it's on a rainbow yeah. bridge um uh but at the end of the day it's like I you know it's it was entertaining it was fun um but like like we're like again if we go to like what I love tone and script um like you know this is like an exact opposite like calculated like cynical kind of thing whereas Dungeons and Dragons is done out of love and an enthusiasm for its topic and you can see it there you can see that Like, that $250 million animated feature is beautiful in every way that it should be, right? Like, Nintendo could not have partnered with with a better person than Illumination. And I will tell you this much. It makes me both scared and also excited that they've taken over the Shrek franchise. you heard this, right? Like, Shrek 5 is going to be produced by Illumination, which, like... To me, like with the original cast, I mean, we kind of got that idea from the um, Puss in Boots the last uh, uh, that they were going to be that, that the next thing was going to be a Shrek thing because of the ending. Yeah, of, I still of haven't Puss and watched
2: Puss, Puss, and Puss in Boots. I gotta, I gotta watch that.
0: Oh, oh, shit, I'm sorry, dude. I thought that you had, I thought you had seen the cat movie. No, no, <laughs> I was I, like, I, oh. I know. Oh, okay, it, it's all been spoiled. Oh, yeah, yeah.
2: quotes, nieces
0: and nephews, so. yeah. I, I guarantee, like, you know, Uncle Logan got told the story, regardless if you wanted it to know be known or not. <laughs> yeah. Um. But, uh, like, I did their work, and they found the right partner. Nintendo found the right partner that cares about what they put on screen. But I feel like there was so much care that it became reckless paint by numbers. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. they
2: were like, Yeah,
0: Nintendo had a list of things that they wanted, right, to guarantee success, and it feels like illuminate the
2: franchise.
0: (laughs) Exactly, and they didn't. I mean, that's the nice part about this is that they didn't do anything that ruins the franchise. It respects it, but I feel like it respects it too much, and it just feels like a touristy thing. Like this, like at its most crass, and I've heard people say this is that it's an ad for uh mario land in japan and mario land in in uh Universal studios la uh that it's just like it's like a tourist video for the video games and the like you know the the lands that they have now open that's the most crass version of this and you know what to be perfectly honest they're you know they're partially right but Illumination has done such a good job visually and letting certain people be who they are. Like, I will say this much the MVP of this movie is Jack Black. I mean, man, that dude, like with the Peaches song, like it's so him, but it's the kind of energy that you kind of need in this movie. Like, it was smart for them to.
2: Yeah. What a weekend he had.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Oh my god, dude When we get into Star Wars, we'll talk a little bit about that Um, He's, like, yeah He's
2: living his best life Speaking of the voices And Jack Black Uh You can make a case for why Jack Black Is Koopa, that's great Yes Why the fuck Why did any of the other Voice cast have to be who they are Why is and michael Key Michael Key I have no idea because his voice is so
0: unrecognizable. They either toned him down, like they either tuned him down or he's doing a weird ass voice that I don't get. Like it would have been funnier if you had had Keegan-Michael Key do his normal voice as Toad and him being yeah. like the random outlier, right? Like that's the joke yeah. is that he's the random outlier of all the Toads because all yeah, the, toads all the are, other
2: Toads have this high pitch, you know, and here's Keegan-Michael yeah. Keegan- Key doing Keegan-Michael Key and it's like, yeah that that would be funny Instead they just pitch his voice To make it sound like all the other toads And I'm like what the hell Like Chris Pratt Is not doing Anything with no. Mario's voice nothing at all Like if anything no. he's Trying to tone down his own voice To sound blander as Mario Than yeah. he does as Chris Pratt <laughs> so It's weird <laughs> Um Anya Taylor-Joy It's fine, but like Let her have I don't know, let her have her own accent Like, why does that matter? Like, why do you get her to just do an American accent? Um, just a very, yeah. like, flat Like, no personality accent I guess Charlie Day Is enough of a personality In his own voice But, like, we've talked about The problem with Luigi in this movie Is that the, the Luigi's not really In this fucking movie um, nope, so, like you're just wasting Charlie Day, who could have been really, really good um i I'm okay with Seth Rogan as Donkey Kong like that that's fine i I don't think you give there's not a lot there um it kinda all just happens no. really fast and doesn't make a lot of sense, but that's fine um. Fred Armisen, like, as Cranky Kong or whatever, like, does he have four lines of dialogue? Like, what the fuck? This movie, you could have saved a lot of money by just using regular voice actors. Just the people that do this shit literally for a living across dozens of TV shows. You could have saved yourself millions of dollars. (laughs)
0: but they did it because of name recognition because they wanted to guarantee box major box office. Like you're more inclined to send your kid, like you're more inclined to go see the movie. Like this is so it's, this is where I'm like, this is crass stuff. This feels like, like a tourist video, right? Where you get Chris Hemsworth to talk about Australia, right? Like, like fucking that's, that's as crass as it gets. Um,
2: maybe that's what you're right. Maybe that's the ultimate thing. The crass commercialism of it all is, the downfall because you're not taking any chances. You're playing it safe at every step. Like it, it's uh we got Super Mario Brothers uh, Super Mario World or something like that which is is fine, but like you kind of wanted them to take a chance and it would be like Super Mario Brothers 2 where you're like start out being like what the fuck is this? And then you wind up just going like oh this was a really good game i don't really know how we got here because this is nothing like the first game but this was really good and it took some weird chances um this movie takes zero chances and like you just you wind up just it's like a shoulder shrug of a movie like okay yeah i guess that was all right no you're you're and you're absolutely right
0: i mean like there's nothing in i like it's innocuous like like i feel like and i'm genuinely surprised that they didn't and now i know why they didn't they couldn't hire pharrell like i was genuinely shocked that they didn't have a bunch of joints from pharrell in this movie and it's because they were like pharrell is busy doing migration the next illumination movie which to be perfectly honest like it looks much better than like it looks like it's going it has the it has the kind of razzle dazzleness that you're looking for um, from them and how like you know what an illumination movie is as opposed to what a pixar movie which i find funny because like 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 just a side conversation about the trailers like elemental like elemental seems like the most fucking pixar movie that ever did pixar from the middle section the the end of the first era of pixar like you know before before all the stupidness, or not the stupidness, it's stupidness on people's part came out um, when the the original brain trust kind of broke up. That's what this. That's what this element. This e- elemental feels like. And whereas, like migration, like just by the trailers, is such an illumination style kind of thing. Like unexpectedly, unexpected situation, but done with a very specific theme in mind. Um is kind of it's kind of interesting to watch that play out. Um and where Mario is kind of in the center of, of all of that kind of crap. Yeah. It was very interesting to watch those those two trailers in and how the kids reacted to them. Like like they were in the bag for Pixar for Elemental, but the migration trailer, it wasn't until the birds took flight and the Pharrell song kicked in where the kid you could tell the kids perked up and went, Oh, what's this? Um but yeah, and so like that was an interesting thing I did I, I mean like I said like the music stuff like the uh, the needle drops were 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 obvious, but like they were fun I to be perfectly honest when they said wedding, I full well expected them to do the homage to the 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 first animated series with how that one always had um. I don't. I, and maybe that's just in my head. Um, white wedding. It seemed like always yeah. played white wedding, um, and I was expecting them to do a white wedding thing, especially because of the fact that she's in white and she's going down the. I, I expected that, but they didn't do that, which was kind of weird uh, to me, at least. Um, but yeah, like I mean, it's it's disposable. It's innocuous. Like if you want your kids to like, if you need your kids to calm down for two hours and you need a nap. Uh, I mean, like, over this weekend, man, take them. Because they will be enthralled. Yeah. But and, you... as a
2: and, Yeah, you're not going to get anything out of it.
0: <laughs> no, you're not. I mean, and if you're a gamer fan, it's going to be more of, like... Like, what I found entertaining was finding the deep cuts in there. Like, st- finding the stuff in the background. Like, like I, I had to laugh when Mario's playing Kid Icarus. Um, oh, yeah. On an NES. Um, and then if you look at all of the background stuff, like all of the posters are from NES era stuff. Yep. Um, you know, I, I loved the the Smash Brothers stuff. I loved all the power-ups. Um, I loved the little things in here that's all embedded into this, into this game um, or into this game, into this movie um, from the video games, from the 40 years of video or 35 years of video games that we've been playing. Um, uh you know, and it, it there's something fun about watching Chris Pratt as a character get beaten up, and that whole <laughs> scene where he's learning how to how to play is kind of is kind of great um uh, that so, that's
2: another yeah. thing why Why do you show Peach do all of this badass shit in in training Mario, and then she it becomes almost useless down the line. Yes,
0: like, well, I mean, like, like, yeah, I I, oh, God, I, just don't know. There's all this weird ass stuff that's going going on here. That's like, it starts off good. And then it just kind of does nothing. Like it sets mm-hmm. up everything, it sets the table. And then it just goes, oh, no. And I'm almost wondering if like, and, and this goes to the crassness of, of studio filmmaking, which is, is that, oh, we'll just save that for the sequel. We'll save that for the sequel. We'll save that for the sequel. We'll save that for the sequel. Oh, yeah. well, you know what? You want Luigi's Mansion? Well, you know what? If, it, if this is big enough, we'll give him his own movie and we'll have it like, you know, Super Mario presents Luigi's Mansion. And I'm going to have to wait five fucking movies in 20 years to see, or 15 years to see Luigi's Mansion. I don't want to be seeing Luigi's yeah. Mansion at 60. You know, come on, guys. Uh, I, I, I like, you know, I don't know. There's something to be said about a movie that's overstuffed it has too many ideas as opposed to one that has no ideas. And that's what this feels like. Yeah. Like, like I'm entertained because it's, I mean, it's a lot of, like I said, like it, it's a lot of beauty there, right? Like there's a lot of like, everything is gorgeous in this movie. Like I gorgeous in a way that like I saw it in 3d. It's gorgeous. Like with a capital G, like they really put all of their time and effort in creating this world. Um, I'll give them one movie, but this next movie better be it, it. It better be as good. Like I feel like the standard for Illumination is the first two Despicable Me movies because they got their yeah. story right. So if you're gonna do that, I mean, hell, even like The Grinch, like they got the they they got everything right with The Grinch, and they made it. They made what is essentially a music video. Like, they made a, they, they made what a music video was into a full-on movie that I can kind of go, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, you know, you built the story around, the, like, a music video, which is great. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm for that. If they can, like, I feel like this was, like, it almost feels like Nintendo's test of illumination, right? Like, they're, like, they had kind of control over it, it feels like, and they wanted to make something that didn't hurt the brand. And it doesn't hurt the brand, but it also doesn't make the brand better. Um, yeah. And so maybe, maybe in part two we'll get that. I don't know. What is your What is your thoughts about it? Like, will you go
2: see a second one? Yeah. Oh, I, I, for sure. Um, you know, okay. if, for no other reason than uh, I'm sure there will be kids in my life that are like, I really want to go see Super Mario Brothers too. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I, I'm with you. Like, so Despicable Me was the same thing. So I didn't see the first one in theaters, saw it later, Mm -hmm. loved it. Saw the second one in theaters with my nieces and just thought it was so fantastic. Went to see Minions based off of my love of Despicable Me 2. Hated Minions, slept through most of it. Boring, useless. Kids liked it. Mm -hmm. I didn't. And I don't go see any other... I didn't see Despicable Me 3. I haven't seen Minions, The Rise of Gru. Because, no. <laughs> I saw one movie and was like, this is pretty good. <laughs> saw the second movie, fell in love. Went to your third movie and was like, oh, this is bullshit. <laughs> You're not getting enough of <laughs> This, I didn't hate. It was innocuous is probably the best word. Um... So I was like yeah that was okay I will go see a second one If the second one is not great (laughs) Then No you're (laughs) not getting I will not Go see Super Mario Brothers 3 So like I just it needs to be Better so And yeah Hopefully that's what happens But I don't know We'll see so But like I said kids love it Man like it's gotten thumbs up from every kid I know that went to go see it. Like even my little brother, who's yeah. seventeen, was like, "I really liked it," and I'm like, "Okay, like I, I just <laughs> I needed I needed more," you know? <laughs> I, like I just yeah. well, I just needed more.
0: I mean, I, I did too, but at the same time, like I'm not mad. At it. Like, like that's the thing is that I'm not mad at it because as crass as it is and i'll i'll leave this is my final thought as crass as it is it's not like i said it's not offensive in its crassness it's like like it's almost like it just opens up a door like the movie is 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 a door that you open and you see a lot of stuff and it guides you through that lot of stuff right It goes, this is this, this is this, this is this. This is the way that it sets a, a, like, this is the way that the world works. Here's, we're going to show you Mario Galaxy, but only a small bit of it. We're going to show you this. We're going to show you that. It gives you all this stuff like a tourism video. And then it kind of just like, we're done. And Mario, now Mario and Luigi live here as plumbers and as heroes. Um, Mamma mia. Like, (laughs) um, and then we're like, we'll see you back next time. I mean that's the movie. Yeah. Like it's not uh, it, it's not a movie where it goes like it's not a movie where like it like it's Dungeons and Dragons where it's telling a story on the run and giving you a world on the run and it's like this great rousing kind of thing that's fun and you get involved in it. It's not like that. It's just it's this thing that just kind of sits there. It's this it's the meme of the stick figure with the stick. Do something.
2: Yep. Do something. Do something.
0: Um. Yeah. Which again, I'm not mad at because I understand where it's coming from. But you get you get one extra movie from me. You like you get you get my you get my fifty dollars. You get my fifty dollars one more time. Um, and it better be, you know, you better like you better deliver, right? Um, you better you better. Yeah, get I'm better not saying it has run. to be
2: the Godfather too. It, but it's yeah. gotta. Be- Good <laughs> like it's just gotta be Good so like So like here, here's my thing I saw like
0: um, They work with Brian Duffield So much that I'm genuinely Surprised that he wasn't anywhere On the credits they need him On this movie Brian Duffield Screenwriter supreme who Is smarter than most of the movies He writes but like you know He like you need Somebody like that on this Film like you need you need somebody like you need a screenwriter that is super super smart but also loves Mario and maybe Duffield doesn't like Mario like I don't know like I mean his his stuff for Minions two was like you know pretty spot on and he took Minions as much as I like feel like you know again Leaning Tower of Babel um with the Minions as much as I don't maybe like the Minions their movie. These are at least clever in a way that like, you know, how do you get Babel talking banana butts to like actually be like a whole movie? He did it. Um, something like that. Like, like, it needs to be it, it, like there needs to be beyond the open window and let's sh- look at this and this and this. So um, again, we will see. I mean, because I guarantee you there is going to be another like you don't make a guy, you don't make t- not one but two fucking amusement um, parks. Yeah, that by and next now, week
2: we we will have the announcement of Super Mario Brothers three coming, like Christmas twenty twenty five or something. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, and I feel like that's a perfect segue to talk about uh, Star Wars Celebration and the announcements that we got that were. So too is so TBA. So in the future that I'm still pretty certain that I'm not going to see it along with the Kang Dynasty shit. I like, mean,
2: but it's still fun. So here's the thing: like I told this, I mentioned I got a barrage of texts from Spencer. Yeah. Um, as the announcements were coming, and like my reply was, yeah, I, two years ago they announced a lot of Star Wars stuff at Celebration as well. None of those yep. movies are happening anymore So yep. Yes All of oh. this sounds exciting But also I'll get excited for the announcement Like I'm excited For the announcements but I'll get excited for that Movies actually Existing when they actually exist Like it, you know you, it It is The equivalent It's become the equivalent of Um I I mean, what it's just like a star Wars PR is a yes man for star Wars fandom. You're literally just telling me what I want to hear and then not fucking delivering. (laughs) Like it's, I don't know, man. (laughs) Like, I I want (laughs) to be excited about all of this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay. So, okay. So let's, let's dissect something first. The most interesting bit here, which is, the Daisy Ridley coming back, Right, Skywalker.
2: Shut the fuck up.
0: I don't. Okay, so uh,
2: okay, I've with... <laughs> <I have> so <laughs> many things to say about this.
0: <laughs> so let's just let's talk about the interesting of this. the The most interesting part about this is the project that she's on is the thing that Damon Lindelof left when he's and he said, and he said this specifically: if if you. If you keep on telling me things that you want from something, but you're not letting me tell the story that I initially came to you with, and you add stuff in that doesn't make sense, then I'm going to have to leave the project. My thought about that is this. Is this started as one thing. Post, like, a... Let's do post... Like, Damon Lindelof came to them and said, I want to do post, post um, The Last Jedi in 20 years and start a new thing. And that all of a sudden became something that he didn't want with Daisy Ridley. And he was like, deuces guys. I can, I, I, I've already done this once with the alien franchise. I'm not going to be your scapegoat again. Fuck you. I'm gone. And left because to be quite honest, this reeks of like Disney PR and yeah. wanting something Like I'm sorry I love Daisy Ridley
2: But Rise of Skywalker and I'm happy Is so to, fucking I'm bad I'm happy to revisit Yes I'm happy to revisit these characters Specifically yeah. Those characters But Stepping into like what Like it's a new Jedi order Okay yeah. Like So you didn't give us the fucking Luke Skywalker movie With the actual New Jedi Order That ultimately fails You just tell us what happened But now you're going to give us Daisy Ridley's New Jedi Order stuff I don't Like, I want to be excited for that But again, it reeks of like Maybe not yes, Manning But like, it's like a Like a, a a person hung up on Somebody else and they're like What about yes. this would you like this what about this Would you like this what about this would you like this Can I do this for you can I do this for you Can I do? like no, just Fuck just do something And then give it to us Like don't I don't know man. Marketing.
0: It feels like test marketing doesn't yeah. it Yeah like okay let's do This and like the thing Is is that if The thing that worried me ultimately about this project, and then I realized what they were doing, um, it makes me feel like nuclear waste. It's like, stay away from this. Because if you have somebody... Like, Daniel Lindelof is not a stupid man. If he leaves a project, he has experience in this kind of stuff. Like, he didn't leave Watchmen. And, like, we all... like. Like the newest Watchman is beautiful and amazing and he did his thing yeah,
1: and it's pretty it, great. <laughs> it,
0: it, and it re it reaffirmed my faith in him and made me realize, oh, you know what? It wasn't him that was the problem. It was Ridley Scott and Fox and all these the, the stupid factors in his way of making a really cool little movie that turned out to be a lot bigger and stupider by default. Um, if your dude is leaving, that's a big problem. And then you hire Stephen Knight. Like, okay. And then you hire this director who, I mean, I love Miss Marvel. I mean, we've talked about that, but then it just, but then you bring on Daisy Ridley and now it feels so perfunctory. Like it feels like fan service. It feels like, oh, we had this this cool concept
2: for. So why, why is it a movie? Yeah Why is I, it Like I understand you want to make Star Wars movies but like yeah. This feels like the idea Or the concept For another TV show
0: A hundred percent A hundred percent Um And like, like I told I mean, you like the, Yeah got
2: fucking to... and McGregor In for a TV show you mean to tell me You can't get Daisy Ridley in for a TV show So yeah, Ray Skywalker,
0: like I just, uh, like, um, I, I mean, I'm, like I like I told I mean, you, like that's not I'm, her though. <laughs> that,
1: that, yeah, she uh, didn't write it. <laughs>
0: so, but it's the delivery. I'm Ray Skywalker, like, oh god, mm. uh, but I mean, like, mm, mm. It, it, but it comes to my like the thing of like, like, like I told you in my text. Like I'm more excited for I'm more excited for John Boyega coming back to do Attack the Block Two as the uh, like you know 20 years later sequel that I I want because to be honest, it's like I'm with him. Like I was rope doped into this. Like I thought like fucking JJ Abrams, man. Did Um, you not
2: think Do we not think that he's force sensitive? Could he not also be part of this?
0: I do, but like the whole stupid Skywalker of it all really fucked this up. Like the Skywalker Palpatine bullshit that JJ brought into this, and it was him. Like if you read about it, like and you read about all the development, it was him. It was always him that he came up with this, like he threw out Marco Arndt's storyline. Um, that he worked with with the creator with George, I'm still pissed about that. Like, I really am. Like, I know that our stuff was better than JJ's, but you know, JJ was hot. Like, you know, JJ was the next Spielberg.
2: Mm. Well, that, that's the thing. Rise of Rise of Skywalker. Like, there was, it was Disney, JJ, Kathleen Kennedy listening to this honestly kind of bullshit backlash from yep. the Last Jedi, like. Yep. I get that people, but people also weren't satisfied with the Force Awakens, and you didn't really listen to them there, you know. Like there are a lot mm-hmm. of people pissed off that Han Solo got killed in that movie, you know. Um, uh, so, uh, uh,
0: but that that was the that was the sacrifice that you made to get Harrison Ford back. Like, I mm-hmm. mean, that's what he wanted, right? He was like. You
2: gotta kill me. It's what he's wanted since 1980. (laughs) Yes. You gotta kill me. God
0: damn it, George. You gotta kill me. (laughs) I mean, like, like, current era Harrison Ford is a lot different. But, like, I think it's because he's finally working on stuff. Like, thank God for shrinking. Because, fuck, this guy would be insufferable. (laughs) Like, if he didn't get that, he didn't get something. Like, And I'm not saying that he's wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. Like, Harrison Ford, all you have to do is watch Witness and Mosquito Coast and Presumed Innocent to know that this dude is a fucking actor with a capital A. And he's just been relegated to these roles, right? The James Bondian roles. So I get it. Um, But at the same time, like, yeah. Like, it's just this weird fucking... Like, the Skywalker stuff is more fucked up than it's, like... I can only imagine what george thinks because i
2: find this highly complicated right like these next three movies
0: and i almost of
2: all of them this is the one that i'm just like probably not happening
0: yeah no i don't think it will like it's already trouble when you have your first set of high-paid screenwriters leave because you're fucking interfering with it like this is total studio tampering bullshit that Shouldn't be out there, but it is. Like you know, we don't hear jack shit about the Marvel stuff and, uh, until recently. Like we, we now, we're starting to hear behind the scenes stuff. But I mean, they keep a good lid on it. Star Wars is not is not like that, and it's very intriguing yeah. to see this happen. The least of them is that one, but can we kind of talk about like? Okay, so we'll save the we'll save the feloniness for last, but. Can we talk about the most intriguing thing, which is James Mangold coming into the Star Wars universe and saying he wanted to make a biblical epic and brought them something that was essentially uh, the Mortis trilogy, which it feels like it's the Mortis trilogy.
2: Um, yeah. Uh, to, I, I mean, I'm all for it. Uh, he seems to be spread a little thin, but I don't know. Maybe not. Uh, okay. So maybe. Okay. So, like, I'm.
0: I'm curious to see... I almost wonder if he's trying to do competing things where he's like, okay, so... Warner Brothers and James
2: Gunn, I really do want to do Swamp Thing. But... He said he's writing Star Wars script. is calling me. In one of the... Oh, really? One of the interviews, he said... he Yes, in one of his interviews, he said he is concurrently writing both scripts for Swamp okay. Thing and the Star Wars project. So...
0: I could see... Okay, I could see both things. I could see him being like, I need to take both because Swamp Thing is a thing from my childhood or a a thing from, like, my thing. And then, of course, Star Wars, I can't pass up, especially if I have this idea set 25,000 years before anything and the finding of the Force and how that works. Like Like, the thing of, like, biblical epic, like... That's such a James Mangoldian thing. Like, I mean, let's be honest. He's Howard Hawks for our current era. Like, there's no genre that he hasn't hopped to that he's made a movie, like, he's made a movie that isn't at least somewhat entertaining. I mean, we've talked about the dude, right? Um, Yeah. I mean, and I feel like we don't have enough respect for his name because, let's be honest, both iterations of Logan are, like, top-tier... Elite level comic book adaptations like, like Logan Black and white and Logan In it's theatrical form Are like, like I mean they, the, the Wolverine
2: stand- Is pretty fucking good Too like it it. Yes, He, he does have to and clean up a lot Yeah he does have to clean up A lot of mess that he Didn't make. you know some cook Went in the kitchen and fucked everything up And he's got to come in there and like Make something yep. out of the mess, but like he makes a really good movie out of the mess. You know, it's not Logan, exactly, but it, it is a really, really like it in the rankings of the X Men movies. I mean, it's higher than, um, m- well, most of them really. Like, it, yeah. it'd probably be in the top five or six of all the X Men yeah. movies. So
0: well, it would be in the top
2: 2 if we if we just got rid of fucking Brian Singer. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, X-Men 2 is a really good movie. <laughs> yes, like, it really
0: fucking is. I mean, there's
2: nothing worse honest. than an asshole making a really great movie.
0: <laughs> yes. No, it's very true. Like that fucking movie, that first 10 minutes though is like I fuck that that first 10 minutes is so fucking good. And and like I mean just everything about that movie, but I mean yeah. No, you're absolutely right. In in Wolverine let's be specific here. Wolverine in its R-rated cut because the Wolverine in its R-rated cut is fucking amazing.
1: Yeah, like,
2: it's really even good. with
0: the weird even with the weird um, Silver Samurai third act that isn't Silver Samurai that Feels that reeks of studio interference, like, in a way that I hate. Um, But, yeah, no, like, absolutely. The Wolverine and, like, so, like, we got to put a little bit of respect on his name. And I will say this. I'm going to call it now. If this movie gets made, do you know who gets to star in it? Christian fucking Bale. I guarantee it. Oh, that'd be great,
2: man. That'd be great.
0: I mean, like, you've heard the, like, I mean, I think everybody has heard the story that he literally put his name out there and said I will do I will play Anakin Skywalker for free like no money up front i i'm i will audition yeah. i will do everything and lucas did not want him at all because the real person that he wanted was justin timberlake because he wanted a heartthrob and his daughter was a huge fucking like I, I don't know if anybody knows this, but this is the, this is what the, this is what the case was and how we got Hayden Christensen, because it came down to three people, Hayden Christensen, Brian Phillippe and, and fucking Justin Timberlake as Anakin Skywalker. They're very, they, they look, they're fucking like William Cat Jr. They could be, like, yeah, they could be brothers. They all could be brothers. <laughs> could be
2: brothers. And be like, exactly. yeah, y'all are in the same family tree, aren't you?
0: And my favorite thing is, is that Ryan Phillippe thought that he had it in the fucking bag, told his new fucking wife, Reese Witherspoon, we're going to be set for fucking life. I'm in a fucking Star Wars movie. And then, then, and then they were at the supermarket and they saw the goddamn Entertainment Weekly where Hayden Christensen was announced as the fucking – and, like, yep. I don't even want to know what that felt like. But anyways, like – Kate, like he wanted to like, in the
2: dick, man. <laughs> <Like>. <laughs> and the face
0: at the same time. Oh, fuck, yeah, man.
2: It's a curb like, stomp. <laughs>
0: shit, it really is. Like I don't even know. Like if you think about it, at that moment, like that probably did crush Philip B because his career was never the same after that whole announcement. And we all heard the rumors that he was set to star um that's kind of crazy but anyways um christian bale has wanted to do a star wars movie for so fucking long um like at least that's the rumor and mangold has directed him in what three movies and i'm genuinely surprised he knew, he didn't he didn't get christian bale for the Bo- boyd holbrook role in logan i'm really honestly surprised he he didn't because it feels like a it feels like he specifically wrote the stylings of it and the kind of punchiness for a Christian Bale type so I won't be surprised if he gets Christian or he's already talked to Christian Bale and says, hey you want to do a Star Wars movie you want to do like a you as Moses and somebody else is uh, like you know fair uh, the pharaohs uh, like kind of like like you know Sith versus Jedi but old school and I mean like I, I have this feeling it's kind of like gonna be like the vert like like two thousand and one, the first ten minutes of two thousand and one, except for instead of apes, it's just like normal people like kind of finding the force. Like I'm sold on it. Like, like I have a vision in my head and I'm like, fuck man, this sounds and like I said, respect on fucking James Mangles name because he earned it, right? I don't think that enough people do. Like he is an elite tier director and he's showing that. Um that's the one that I'm like super intrigued by. If it happens, like you said, if it happens, um, and the last one is an interesting one, right? Like Dave Filoni, like we talked about it a few weeks ago, right? Like when's Dave Filoni going to get his star Wars movie, like a movie movie, right?
2: Yeah. I mean, we've been saying that since, uh, I mean, it's forever.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> like just give the franchise to Filoni. um, I guess the interesting part is it says to wrap up the Mandalorian saga. So, yeah, does that mean we're going to soon see the end of the Mandalorian as a TV show?
0: I feel like I feel like that's a Kathy Kennedy dictum. I feel like she's like, oh, and a Bob because we you remember like the big to do with Bob is like Bob's like no Star Wars guts to be in the theater. Yeah we
2: we got to get back like, on the
0: big screen. Yeah. So I almost feel like so here's the weird part because it says they said at the conference the Mandalorian like the Mandalorian timeline which consists of and they said very specifically Um, Ahsoka, Book of Boba Fett, and The Mandalorian. So, does it mean that we're getting one more season of Mandalorian, maybe two seasons of Ahsoka, and another season of Boba Fett, and then that's it? They they wrap it up with a big movie. Um, which I'm okay. I'm not against. I didn't like. I told you, like I I, like I said. I think I said like an Avenger style movie is not bad, but I'm kind of worried because. So, I recently reread *Heir to the Empire* with the intent of reading the entire trilogy, and I stopped with *Heir to the Empire* because it's such like I I don't know what I was thinking as a kid because nothing happens in that goddamn book. Like nothing happens. <laughs> so, like literally nothing happens. Like literally. There's a, there's a space fight where Luke ends up uh, doing this maneuver where he runs into the tractor beam and he gets away from Thrawn in his super big, super star, super duper extra big Star Destroyer because it's supposed to be bigger than, like, it was described as bigger than a Super Star Destroyer, which a Super Star Destroyer is like literally the size of a moon. Like we saw it, like so this one's even bigger, right? It's like basically a floating Death Star. He gets away from it, and then that's it. Like Han Solo and Han Solo and Leia go on this weird tour where they they need a bunch of people, and everybody says no, we're not going to help you. Like it's a very fucking boring book. Um, but, Filoni has his bug up his ass to like like bring Thrawn back, but not only but bring Thrawn back. But I feel like. Like, I mean, it even says it in the trailer, An Heir to the Empire. Um, (laughs) Are we getting that? Are we getting his version of it? Which, okay. I'm okay. Like, anything that Dave does, I'm okay with. But is that what we're getting, do you think? Like, is the wrap-up, like, a beginning of, like, an Heir to the Empire trilogy as as told by Dave Filoni with the Mandalorians? And Jedi's?
2: I, I mean, I can see that. Uh, the problem, uh, ultimately, the problem with all of this is like you still have to contend with, well, the sequel trilogy exists, and all of this will have taken place before the sequel trilogy. So, yes, you have to fight, you have to make it, unfortunately, you have to make it make sense. In conjunction with what's going to happen in that sequel trilogy. So it it is a tightrope that probably literally one fucking person can walk. And fortunately, that person is Dave Filoni. So it's, yeah, I I don't know. This is the one I feel most confident. Like this is actually going to happen. Like this movie will happen. Maybe not in the timeline we think it will, but you know, Mangold stuff could fall apart just because a he's so busy, or b because they get to a phase where they're like, oh shit, nobody wants to see a Star Wars movie that doesn't feature at least one character that they already know. <laughs> so, um, which is so you know. sad. Like, I mean, I, mean, like, I agree.
0: Like, I mean, and then we still have Ryan's trilogy
2: fucking rolling
0: around there somewhere, right? Because he keeps on talking about it. Like, every chance he gets, he keeps on talking about I- I'm going to come back to the Star Wars and yeah. the trilogy that I have. And supposedly it's outside of whatever he's making. It's outside of um the current character, the Skywalker trilogy, or the Skywalker universe, which, man... I'm glad that Dave has gotten away from that. Like, he, I mean, he's, like... Unfortunately, whenever Skywalkers show up, that's a... Like, we already know. That's a fucking... that That's definitely a, a John Favreau thing in their collaboration. Because we're starting to see, like... To me, I feel like we're very much starting to see... Like, both of them cross-pollinate with one another. Um, but at the same time, there's still some very john favreau based shit that i'm like like the whole like the luke stuff right like that stuff always bothers me um because you don't need that stuff when you have all of the people around like i mean we i understand there's this whole thing of like wanting to fill that era up with what they were doing but at the same time i'm like
2: oh god this is so there's other mediums for that man like the, there's yes books, exactly there's comics like you know you can tell those stories without having you know to to have them guest star in live action when you can't do it like proper justice i mean it looks all right but uh it, you know we
0: well, watched that rewatch that episode like i was telling you they redid the they redid the yeah. cg and it's like I'm telling you, it's three or four times better. Like there, like it's not so man, it's not so droopy, weird de aging shit. Um, but again, like you're right. Like I don't need the CGI de aged because we already know where this is headed. We we they've done the test run on Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. Um, I think that's the way. Like, did you notice how Dragon like actor trailer like, looks pretty okay. good? Fuck, dude. Like I, I think I tweeted out. I was like. I, I've told you before, I hate them using Rolling Stone songs, especially Sympathy for the Devil, because it's so overused. But damn, dude, that that matchup yeah. of of Williams score with that song. And again, let's not put fucking any disrespect on Mangold's name and that de-aging stuff like that's a dry run for like like we're like, do you agree with me? It's a dry run for Harrison Ford CGI. Because you know, I mean, he's worked with Fabs before um, on yeah. Cowboys and what was that fucking uh, Cowboys and Aliens?
1: Cowboys like, and Aliens. Think
0: that there's a not adventure? a good movie. Yeah, <laughs> it's not. How do you okay? Can we just take like I'm going to pose this question: How the fuck do you have James Bond and and Indiana Jones in the same damn movie with a side of Olivia Wilde? And managed to mess it up. I mean, it's just like,
2: awful. Ball. It is so bad. <laughs> yeah.
0: Like, like you have you you have Daniel Craig as the most Steve McQueen cowboy that ever did Steve McQueen in a movie, and you have Harrison Ford doing his best racist John Wayne, and you're telling me you can't make a good movie out of that? Damn, that's bad. That's bad. Um, but anywho, like, do we think that it, this is all leading to CGI Harrison Ford digital DH Harrison Ford showing up in the Mandalorian in some way or shape or form, or one of the movies or one of the shows?
2: I mean, possibly, but like, you also have another actor you cast as young Han Solo, although I yes, I mean, I I don't know it, it it's. Uh, I don't know. Uh, there's just so many. Honestly, the problem with all of this is the fucking fandom. That's the problem. Yep. <laughs> is yep. Star Wars fans, and me being one of them, just are never truly satisfied with anything. I've become no. better about it, but like it, when I was younger, like I was, it was, I was very like knee jerk reactionary. Oh, yeah, the prequels are shit. They ruined my childhood. But, like, it. it so in uh, The Dark Knight, uh, Harvey Dent says, you know, you either die a hero or you live long yeah. enough to see yourself become the villain. Star Wars yep. is almost the exact opposite of that. You mm-hmm. are the villain, and then you live long enough to see yourself become the hero. Like, those movies, that's what happens. Almost every. Fucking time like It's knee jerk reactionary Bullshit of why they don't work Um it, I, I, In fact I even told Spencer this uh we were Texting about uh the most Recent episodes of uh The bad batch finale and The recent episodes of the Mandalorian and I yeah. was Like you know what man In 15 Years we're gonna be having a conversation About how Rise of Skywalker might actually be a pretty good movie because of all of the the work that people are doing specifically Dave Filoni is doing to make it better without like actually going into the movie and (laughs) like just being like, no, 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 no. We got to like add a whole bunch of shit to make this make sense. He's using other things to make it make sense. You know, the clone wars animated series made the prequels better movies you know they're still not good but they made them better movies to the point that we can appreciate them now um you know and maybe 15 years from now we're talking about the sequel trilogy the way we now talk about the prequel trilogy Like, oh, yeah, they have their problems. But, like, if you take everything as a whole, like, it actually... The story-wise, it makes sense. Like, you have this and this and this and this. Like, you know, maybe the movies in and of themselves aren't that great. But, you know, it is what it is, and this made them better. And, uh, like, more power to them for all that. But, like, also, could you just... Rogue One is a good fucking movie that exists Solo, yes. despite its box office Is a pretty good movie that just exists Like, it's not Like, it, it it's not something that has to be improved on Like, you don't have to come behind those movies And go, oh, we have to make these movies make sense They just, they're fine as they are Like, could you just they give really, me something really like really... that?
1: <laughs>
0: um it, it oh, man dude like I just don't know like like it it really is one of those things where I sit there and I go uh what the hell ha- like like seriously what what in the guy ga- what in the hell is um oh good lord like I just don't understand like I really do not understand anything in regards to in regards to this because it I don't know, dude. It just doesn't make sense. Like, um, this whole thing of like when you listen to me. Fa- okay, so like here's my thing, is when you listen to fandom, like if you listen to fandom, then we'd have ten years of the Snyderverse. We'd have like thirty years of the Snyderverse, and like you know that shit stop, stick in the mud. Yeah. Stop listening that to the fans. Stick in the- <laughs> yeah, stop listening to the fans and listen to your creatives who are super fucking smart. Like. The thing is, is that, like, guys, go back, go online and look at Michael Arndt's, like, 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 pitch proposal. And you can find it. You can find it. Yeah. Look at his pitch proposal and see how smart it is and what Lucas and him had worked on and how it makes sense as a plug-and-play, as a sequel trilogy. And then watch to what you guys wanted because you wanted this. This is what you wanted. They gave you exactly what you wanted. You don't want your Star Wars to not be a new hope. So they basically remade a new hope for the modern era. And then when they tried to spread their wings and Ryan Johnson got a hold of Star Wars and tried to make new Star Wars, y'all got so pissed off at him, including – Include and this is the thing that I I will not forgive him for. Mark Hamill going on and being like rousing up the crowd because he he didn't want to face the ire of criticisms and fandom because he's been through that game. So he supports you guys. I I don't need to see sixty year old men or seventy five year old men play things that I oh god like. It's And it's the reason why we continue on with the way that we are, why we well, won't get somebody like Pedro Pascal as Indiana
2: Jones, and we just get a digitally de-aged Harrison Ford. Well, and the the backlash to Last Jedi was so much so that, like, they were like, they need to bring George Lucas back. I'm like, motherfuckers, y'all ran him off. Yeah! You he hated sold him the franchise so because all y'all did was talk shit about him and the prequels. And like, it, it, it's just like, stop listening to star Wars fans, man. Just stop listening to us. Like if you just, if you had asked me before rogue one, like, do I want a movie? Like, Just with that basic premise I would have been like, no I don't want to see any of that But then you gave me Rogue One And I was like, oh This is fucking amazing (laughs) Like, this is really good You know, Solo Didn't necessarily want to see that Was not for it really at all And Like, when I watched it, I was like Oh, this is pretty good Like, I don't think it's great But like you know, in the list of Disney Star Wars films, it's easily third among all five of them. So, um, you know, it's at least better than two other movies, both directed by J.J. Abrams. <laughs> um, And I, so I don't know. So much. Point, more... I might think it's better than The Last Jedi. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, I mean, like, I. I wouldn't, I don't begrudge anybody that, because it's, like, the Skywalker trilogy is so, the Skywalker sequel trilogy is so troubling, like, it's so troubling when I watch it, because it's, like, all of the things, the things that you, like, if you really think about it, the things that you want, right, like, the things that you want out of a Star Wars a Star Wars trilogy, it doesn't happen in any of them, like, the things that you kind of want like you want from something like give me something new give me something deeper about the about the like it's just nothing happens it's just recycled like so even like i will agree with one piece of criticism about ryan johnson's the last jedi which is is that it tries so hard to be empire strikes back that it at its worst it both detaches the people that want new stuff but also the people that are legacy so like it's trying to have its cake and eat it too but at the end of the day it ends up marginalizing people because you having stuff that happens that you don't need to happen right like you really don't need to separate the group. That's just something that they do in all sequels, which is a uh, fucking an annoying thing to me. It's like if they make a Dungeons and Dragons sequel, if they separate that fucking group, I swear to god I'm going to scream in the fucking theater and walk out. Why? Because mm, you don't do like you don't have to do that just because fucking Tolkien did it fucking 100 years ago doesn't mean you have to do that. Doesn't mean you have to do that every single time in a set a, a sequel movie, right? Because you turn in like I'm. I'm not even gonna like. We've got other stuff to talk about. I don't need to go on a rant about any of the sequel trilogies because they're all just. And again, you're right. Filoni may do so much work for the sequel trilogies that we, like you said, twenty or two two decades later, we're like in our sixties. We're still fucking podcasting. And then we go. I go. You know, Logan. I rewatched the sequel trilogy and all the other stuff that that Filoni has been doing. I was wrong. I was so mad for nothing. JJ should thank him may he rest in peace i'm not saying like jj to yeah. but, but yeah <laughs> i'm not trying to say that but i'm just like you know 20 years lock lot can happen um i mean you know uh i i do have to ask this i always find it funny because so what does jj do next like i really honestly want to fucking know because i'm not the biggest fan of jj right like i like him i like his early stuff but i'm not a fan of him now like i feel like he's like he's become a director off of other people's morals like he's he's like become this like in demand director like this guy who has two of the biggest fucking like two of the biggest hits of all time because he's standing on the shoulders of other people which i don't appreciate in any way shape or form um I mean he got his bones going to Star trek right turning Star Trek into star wars like that's what his like you know like other than his TV stuff right where does he go now like what does he make like like do you have an idea like what does he do like I'm not a fan right like so like I'm always like i I can see this dude not doing anything for the next twenty years because he's so scared of Like, you know, his last two movies have been
2: two billion dollar movies
0: and just be like, oh, I don't want to do it because he's not Cameron because nobody's fucking Cameron. He's going to have to Uh, do
2: something small. Like it it needs to be small.
0: And not a remake or a reboot or a reimagination of anything like like all of his okay, and this goes to the like why I'm a Matt Reeves fan like. Reeves does like he's I mean they have essentially a similar career right but Reeves has done it in a way that I'm like fucking hey dude I'll follow you to the pits of hell like anything you do whereas like JJ I'm just like oh man you're just taking IP and just razzle dazzling putting lens flares on it I mean <laughs> I don't know like I could be pissing off like the JJ hive right now I could be pissing off JJ himself I just I don't get it like I'm like you're not Spielberg, bro. Like you are really not Spielberg, but you yeah. think that you are. Um which really makes me mad. Like I don't know why but it makes me like very mad that this dude I get it. like I, I don't even know like I, he has like he has a lot to prove. Like a lot to prove. Like I don't know. I don't know why people like give him the clout that he, they give him. James Mangold's out. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but I, I'm sorry. Sorry about the rant. I'm just I get heated about this shit. Like, cause it's like, I don't know. Like I just hear fandom like, and they give him a pass because he has this box office clout. And it's, it's like, no, I'm sorry. No, no. I mean, he hasn't done anything good since fringe. And even then fringe is not his thing. It's um, the other, the other, the other person. I can't even think of Roberto the, the, the Orsi.
2: One. Yeah. Was it Orsi? Orsi and Kirk- and, uh, yeah.
0: Orsi and Kurtzman, Um who, Orsi is crazy, and that's why Fringe works. Like Orsi is, like, I mean, so much so that he doesn't work anymore. Uh, He went on that weird, like, rant, and like, they silenced him, and he never came back. But Kurtzman is, I mean, Kurtzman's still doing Star Trek. But, um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, And So, we also got some more information. Like, do we want to talk about Ahsoka? Uh, Do we want to talk about um, I...
2: Yeah, uh So the Ahsoka trailer. Um yes. I've been fairly adamant in the that like I'm not looking forward to Ahsoka. I yes. like that everybody is appreciating the character. I mm-hmm. have not liked her live action appearances. I, I I don't hate them, but they're just not Ahsoka to me. Um but is right. it, can I ask hey,
0: something? Can, yeah. Can, oh, can I ask something before that? We've never really gotten into like, I know you've said not my Ahsoka, but specifically, is it, is it the fact that Ashley Eckstein has a different delivery than, than Rosario Dawson? Like there's no, like, I don't feel any connection voice-wise
2: yeah. to the character. Okay, she, okay, I just want to make sure. She she doesn't seem to really embody, and that's part of the thing of, like, the having uh, Katie Sackhoff be Bo-Katan is... In both Yeah, areas. man. Yeah. Because she's fucking Bo-Katan. Like, <laughs> when she walks, it's like, yeah, man, that's Bo-Katan. When she talks, was, it's, she, yeah, man, that's Bo-Katan. <laughs> You, know? you want to hear something we- funny. You
0: want to hear, some- <laughs> hear something funny about the Boketan yeah. walk? My wife, um, my wife, bless her soul. Uh, and I can talk about my wife like this because she's my fucking wife. My wife got booty on her. Um, but there's no doubt about that. But it's funny because when we were walking, when we're watching um The Mandalorian and she starts walking, uh, Bocatan starts walking, she goes, That's the walk that I want. And I was like, well, honey, you kind of have that. She goes, no, I don't. Nobody has Bo-Katan's walk. <laughs> nobody has, like, Katie Sackoff walk. And I was, like, thinking about it. And nobody does. Nobody has that strut that she has. It's, like, yeah. a combination of gunslinger and kind of sexy. Like, it's kind of like, yeah. now I un- like, and I and I told her, I was, like, now I understand why you and the Pedro Hive love the Mandalorian walk, even though it's not his walk. And she's like, what do you mean? And then we have to go on a deep dive of the three people that make up the Mandalorian and how it's not his walk. He's adapted it whenever he plays, but it's actually the guy who's the, who's the speed drawer guy. Um, yeah. But it, anyways, it's all to say, like, I didn't realize and we started to go on a deep dive in social media that Bo-Katan's walk is a theme. Like, it's a theme for people. Like, not just guys, but too. Like, I, like, did you know this? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm the only one. I'm the only one. That I'm just like, okay, well, I, I guess it's a thing. And she goes, no, it's a thing. And yeah. she showed oh, me,
1: yeah.
0: oh, okay. <laughs> Even Katie Sackhoff is like, it's a oh. thing. I'm like, okay. But anywho, um, but you're right. Bo-Katan is Bo-Katan
2: because she's... And, and when Mickelson comes in to play Grand Admiral Thrawn... It's gonna be like, oh yeah, that's Grand Admiral Thrawn. That's the guy we saw in Rebels, you know. Yeah. And it will be good. <laughs> I, I'm if I didn't have another Ahsoka performance to base mm-hmm. on anything, then yes, I would very much enjoy enjoy Rosario Dawson's. But to me, it's just not. It, it, it's kind of the reverse of the Anakin Skywalker where I've seen at this point, so much of um, Matt Lanter's Anakin mm-hmm. compared to how little we actually have of... Uh, What's-his-name's Anakin? That... Hayden like, Christensen. Yeah, yeah, Matt Lanter is Anakin Skywalker for me. Hayden Christensen is the guy who, like, plays the live-action version of Anakin Skywalker, <laughs> even though he was first. <laughs> so it's like... No, you're you know it's never gonna be that one-to-one thing for me but i i after that trailer i am really looking forward to this show it sucks we gotta wait till august but i understand they're spreading stuff out so you know uh, also Andor season three or season two i mean is done but we're not gonna get to see it till next year like late next year That. That feels like a lot.
0: <laughs> well, I feel like so, like, and Skeleton Crew went from sometime this summer, or actually, it was supposed to be in the spring this year, to early twenty twenty four. Yeah. Because we're not. Because um, what is it that's coming out in Christmas that they're that they said? Because I know that Ahsoka's is in October, or I'm sorry. Uh, August It leads us into October, um, which will probably be another Tales of the Jedi. But then, like you said, does it, Andor
2: have so much effects work that they're like, we need this time to be
0: able to I do I don't
2: this. know. There was a lot of practical stuff in the first one, so it feels weird. Yes, there weird. was.
0: Yeah. Or, or is it editing? It's so complex. I mean, we're not getting it an acolyte until twenty we're not getting the acolyte until 2024 also which is kind of yeah. disappointing because they keep on showing us um they keep on showing us tidbits i mean did you watch the leaked footage
2: i did not watch the leaked footage i will have to look it's, that up
0: it's very like so this is the one that i'm always like that i'm like i'm very intrigued because they got um they got the showrunner from russian dolls to like who pitched them this story in this era, in the High Republic era? Well, I guess it's it's what a hundred years after the High Republic, um, so it's yeah, it's not the like high that. High Republic. Uh, I guess she was inspired by reading some of the stuff, and she came up with this concept and got a cast that's like worthy of a Game of Thrones TV series, right? Like, like this cast is amazing, and like the tidbits that we're learning and stuff it's and I saw the leak footage from this I'm not gonna lie I'm I, I did see it I don't care well, I mean what are you gonna do take my take take my shit away from me yeah I don't have access to Star Wars stuff so oh my god um it looks very like if you've seen the art of the high republic stuff like if you've seen the comic book stuff it's kind of like that's a but brought to life like it's so it's very kind of Egyptian centric like very sandstone, yeah. very kind of yeah. integrated into the world. Like the all of the stuff, like all of the the locations seem to be integrated into the geography that they're they're in. But I mean, like the characters, like Jesus, they, they look amazing. Um,
2: I I needed this show earlier because honestly, I need something to pull me into the High Republic. I have I will yeah. say I have not read any of the books. But I have read the comics, and none of it does anything for me. Like, even the inclusion of Yoda does nothing for me. I'm just like, I don't I don't care about any of this. It's not interesting to me. So I had hoped that the Acolyte would be the thing that I'm like, okay, I think I understand this world now, and I could dive deeper into it, or, and go back and like revisit the things that I'm like, yeah, I don't get it. Um, and now it's going to be you know sometime yeah. next year. So sometime next year. It, yeah. Um that's unfortunate, but I, I do understand them spreading things out. So uh yeah. Um but hell at least we're still getting Ahsoka this year.
0: Yeah. No, and that's the big thing. Um that for me that's like like you could give me you could give me all this you, you can delay the skeleton crew. You can delay um you, you can delay, like, you know, the Acolyte and everything else Like, you know, is Lando even going to happen? I don't think so um, Though you have uh, Donald Glover is
2: still pretty op- optimistic about it Like, I, I, he gave an interview, it was like two, three weeks ago and, uh, Oh, really? Yeah, uh, somebody asked him about it And he said that he and Kathleen Kennedy are in contact with each other so, huh. like, I I think he's, uh, I, don't, I don't know, I, I guess with his career, just the way it is and all the things he has going on, maybe he's yeah. just not, I don't want to say desperate enough to just be like, okay, I'm locked in, I'm doing this show. But like, you know, I, I'd say in the next two years, we'll probably see something on the Lando front.
0: I hope so because this is one that I really like to me this is the one that you want right like this is the one that kind of has the ability to really kind of because this is a this is uh, either purposely or by 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 accident is is a other than the Lando comic there's a lot of ground to play with right like like because it's a character that we don't We don't have a lot of and the the era in which we leave Lando. There's a lot that can be done in Solo like it's set up to like be able to do more with the character because it's an open book and it's not just like he's already, uh, you know, he already has Cloud City and he's already done all of this stuff and he's already made himself respectable. He's still kind of like, you know, like a rascalian or whatever you want to call him um so i'm very i would really really like it but at the same time i also understand like you know uh donald glover is very material if you if, if, if there was a word to put on it like you don't know how what he's going to do next because he has so many avenues he can go he can make i mean rumors are that there's a there's an album out there and if he drops another a childish gambino album we can just kiss everything goodbye because he's done with atlanta so like his, his responsibilities to to that is done like he's not he doesn't have anything the the mr and mrs Uh, thing
2: yeah that and then the show i guess he's i know he's producing Producing. i don't know if he's writing um what is uh yeah yeah
0: yeah um he's producing more than he is like producing and writing but that's uh what's her name show i can't think of the showrunner's name but um but i mean like hmm do whatever he wants and it like you listen to him on on interviews like i mean you have to it's very apparent that this guy just kind of likes to have his freedom and like to have his distance from things right like i feel like it's almost like you feel like community really kind of shaped him in what he doesn't want to do um yeah uh, and uh you know and it's just like let me do my thing and so you know i'm all i'm all for it but at the same time you know you kind of want lando like, I'm sorry, but I mean, like, like if you're going to do a big franchise, I don't want Mr. and Mrs. Smith. I kind of want you to do Lando. Like, you know, you can bring all the creatives you want into it, do whatever you want. Like it's, I, I can only imagine that Kathleen Kennedy understands that she has to kind of give him free reign if he's, if he's, if they want him. Um, that could be the whole,
2: Yeah, is, yeah is that is could, they're not that could. saying Lando's yours. Tell us what you want to do with it. As long as it doesn't fly in the face of canon Too much, because fuck Obi-Wan did um, oh, Then gosh. Then, you know, we're okay With it, you know, just don't completely Break, you know Some kind of canon thing Somewhere and Be okay with it Um, So I wanted to ask you, because you, you followed a lot more of it than I did um, uh-huh. Mostly I just follow the, the headlines They, there was I'm a. There was no announcement on if there would or wouldn't be future Bad Batch seasons, right?
0: But not yet. But today is the day that animation is taking
2: taking stage. I've, okay. I've heard. I mean, so, with the finale, I assume we're getting more, but they yes. just you know haven't made the official announcement. If we're getting more, it would already be in the works because those animated shows take so long. So, um, yeah, they do. Did you watch the finale? Yes,
0: we haven't even had a conversation about uh, not just the finale, but just the second half of the season of the of the it's show. So uh, good, Bad man! Match. Really, man. So Feeling good. Things that I like. Here's the thing. It's like here's here's a show that you didn't want you didn't know you wanted but but the way that it's delivered to us it's absolutely something that i want this is like one of those things where it's like this is the best case scenario right like where yeah. you know everybody
1: want, i want a skywalker show i want this it's what i'm talking
2: about it's like you can if you tell me you're giving me a bad bat show i'm gonna be like or, or when they announce it i'm like i don't I don't want that And then we got it and I was like oh this is really good (laughs) Like give me more of this Like do those things Stop giving me (laughs) the shit I think I want Just give me good stuff Even if I say I don't want it I'm going to be like oh wait this is good Yeah no 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 more of this
0: (laughs) Yeah fill my life up with this Like and that's the thing Um,
2: Is that
0: um, it's, It's not fan service But they definitely like so like what i liked was that bring bring characters in and not make it a big deal like the orson krennic cameo in the finale um yeah which i loved like i loved that i loved like oh okay give me a cameo but don't tell everybody this you know oh i do have to ask okay so like is the stormtrooper that's hurt that's a female Jin Urso was saw, because it would be in the era because it's before like, like it's taking place like like years before, um, Rogue One or is it maybe too I early? Hadn't, I hadn't thought or... about
2: it. I hadn't thought about it. I right? I think it might be too early, like a little bit too early. Okay, but I don't okay. know. I'd have to go back and really think about it. Because so, okay, it, it's, it's Within a few years of that Like y- yes so Very much so So, so yeah it, it would make sense If it is because we don't we don't have A firm Like grasp on how Long it's been since the Fall of the Jedi Like yes it's
1: That's recent,
2: true but is it recent within Five years is it recent within A year Like we don't that, that's one thing the show doesn't do it, we don't have a firm like timeline on how long it's been since the beginning of the series so because yes. it starts with the fall of the Jedi has it been two years like that they've been on the run but like it, it, yeah it, it's but beyond that like it's so well written the the handling of the clones, is so like watching the empire kind of like turn and go yes yeah we're not dealing with clones anymore it's so interesting and it answers uh like it it is dave Filoni answering questions that we've all had since george was like no 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 there was a clone army and we're like then why did that so are you telling me all the stormtroopers are clones no stormtroopers aren't clones they're they're people that they've recruited slash brainwashed um so we're all like what the fuck happened to the clones george (laughs) like (laughs) you keep telling me this shit and it doesn't make any sense and now it's just like oh here figure it out dave um and he is he's figuring it out and it's making sense and it's really compelling and uh, and also like, like really unfortunately laying groundwork maybe not unfortunately but laying groundwork for like oh this is how the emperor comes back <laughs> so yes. much no, like the mandalorian it, it,
0: doing the heavy lifting for other assholes like i'm um, yep. let's be honest like 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 doing heavy heavy lifting um and also doing something that i didn't think that so Like, it's giving us more Clone Wars, but it's also giving us, like, this heartbreak of, like... Like, if I... Like, if I... Like, I can say a lot, but what I will say is this. What I love about Filoni's Star Wars is he lets us read into it whatever we want to read into this. And this literally feels like... So, like, George has always been a Vietnam guy. Like, I mean, he wrote... He he keep, he was supposed to direct Apocalypse Now, right? Um, yeah. Before Star Wars came around, the thing is, is that this reeks of post Vietnam pe- uh, like veteran treatment. Yeah. Set in the Star Wars universe, and I'm here for it. like any kind of like post post war veterans treatment like of the last forty years. I mean. Afghanistan, Iraq, like, the way that we treat our veterans after they've served us, like, it's very much so on screen in this, and this is kind of like, I hate saying that it's harrowing for a kid show, but A, this is not a fucking kid show. I'm sorry, but this is not, like, I I've kind of reconciled, like, I've reconciled the fact that just because it's, like, Filoni has done this great thing, is that Clone Wars and The Bad Batch and Tales of the Jedi they're animated but they are by no means a kid's show like i don't know if i would show a kid the bad batch because they couldn't properly understand what's being done and there's a lot of like mature things that i would want them to understand and appreciate about this version of star wars i mean yeah of course you like like they could watch it, but I also I also think that they might be a little bored by this stuff because it's it's not kitty. Like they got away from the kitty this year and it's just been super harrowing. Like everything that's happened, um, like the getting rid of the Kaminoans, like that's fucking tragic. Like I literally sat there dumbfounded yeah. when I watched the when I watched this asshole, this new fucking and okay, can we appreciate for a second, Dave Filoni's ability to make new villains and make them the yeah. the, uh, he's the really best Star good at Wars. V- <laughs> Making them the best Star Wars villains, right? Um uh, so I don't know, man. Like it's it's wild how like I told you, like one of my favorite episodes is with um is with what's his name? Uh the sniper. I can't think of the sniper. Um uh crosshair? Uh, crosshair. Like, his whole arc, once he, once we see it, like, him going into the Republic and then making mm-hmm. him, a like, a, an off-the-book sniper and everything that happens to him and where he ends up, like, that shit is genius. That stuff that, like, melds, like, metal, like you know, Call of Duty weirdness, but with consequence. I mean, it's like, it's like he's he's almost like, I want to make, like, a war show, but I want to get deep with it. And they just let him do it. Like I, I'm genuinely flabbergasted at how refined and beautiful the show is, but also like how insightful it is.
2: Yeah, I, I, yeah, it, it is um, probably the best Star Wars on TV. But uh, you know, um, yeah. The Mandalorian is also uh, like slow start, but like, may I don't know if you're you've been following the. The discourse around the latest episode of the Mandalorian. but holy shit, man, like I don't I don't know, man, a lot of people are just like this show's lost its way. like they're not I don't happy see how... me what? either you... I, I don't get it. like I was like that was a fun episode. and every reaction I see outside of me, you Spencer and a couple other people. Has just been like, oh, what the fuck is this?
0: <laughs> uh, this is Star Wars. Like, this is Star Wars. This is Clone Wars. This is like, like, it's the most clone. Like I told you, like it's the most clone worry like episode that I've seen recently. Like, like, and the shocker to me of this one is, is that it wasn't written by Felony. It was written by Favreau. Which I have a feeling, like, you know, this collaboration is a lot more. um Fluid than than the credits say. Um, Because this reeks of like a a Filoni episode. Like everything about it is like Dave Filoni centric. From the way that it's structured. The way that the worlds are introduced. Like it feels like a Clone Wars episode. Like all you have to do is. Bo and Din. Like you replace them with Anakin and and Ahsoka. And you have yourself a fucking Clone Wars episode. Right? Like. I don't know. Like it's. It's great. Like, I love the casting. Like you said, Jack Black is having a moment. Um, like, it makes perfect sense to me. The way that it... You know what I think it is? Is, like, the thing that I feel like is the best part about Bryce Dallas Howard's touch with these the, the episodes that she does. Because it's very specific. She manages to do what... George always wanted to do which is the light goofy comedy of Muppets and infuse it into Star Wars like in a way that you know it's for kids like you know and and I think that we often forget that Star Wars is for kids right and the the goofiness of the certain things and she does that stuff like the stuff between Lizzo and um, the stuff between Lizzo and grogu is so charming and so doesn't feel forced it feels like it's like this extension of of the story that they're telling that it's okay to get twee and cute and kind of goofy with it but like and especially with jack black i mean his whole delivery and his whole, whole the whole air of it i feel like is what we kind of know about like some of the deeper cut um, clone wars episodes and they have the perfect director to kind of bring that touch. But also, I feel like she kind of kicked ass with the whole action. Everything, like, all the action beats, uh, she kind yeah. of killed it. Like, the bow, the, the Bo-Katan fight, fuck, dude. That fucking was badass. Like, badass in a way that we haven't seen Mandalorians be badass except for on Clone Wars. Like, up until yeah, this point, have we seen, you, you know... But the thing is, the weird thing is, is that, like, I, the thing that I love is that whenever there's a bo centric episode, it's Bryce Dallas Howard directing it. It's almost like she understands Bo, like, better than I think that most people, or they just give her the space to do to do the episode, right? Um, because this is a bo very centric episode, even though it doesn't feel like it at the beginning, right? Um, I don't know, man, it's like, it's a really great episode like I can't I can't fault it for everything that it does because it's like it's like a two- part um it's like a two- part clone Wars episode like it really is like the way that they solved the issue is hilarious and fun. um hats off to fucking Christopher Lloyd, who we haven't talked about, which is kind of great, right like a, a, a villain that isn't a villain like I, I love everything about it like the way that they set it up and it's like, yeah. Mando wants to just kill these things, but they can't because it's so intrinsically
2: tied together. <laughs> Him kicking those battle droids, man, was like Damn, until they get dude. a response. <laughs> and, I, I mean, loved it, and it it continues the conversation that that honestly that Solo really like solidified in the Star Wars universe yes. about droids having rights their place in society like you know just all of that stuff and I'm like to bring that into the live action well I saw those live action but to bring it into you know something that more people are watching I guess and and still like you know further the conversation I like I don't know I, I thought it was like a really good fun episode with like some great uh, conversation starters You know um, and Absolutely There's just been a lot of backlash That I I honestly just did not understand I, There's a lot of people Pissed off that Bo-Katana Has been the center of a lot of stuff This season Which I also don't understand Like None of you had a problem When Mando showed up <laughs> In Book of Boba Fett To rescue that show yeah, we're all like, yeah. thank God, Mando's back. Um, our Den is back, but you all got a problem with him sharing the screen with Bo Katan? Like, I don't know, man. It, it's like I said, Star Wars fans, dude. Like, just Talk a bunch of fickle, are. like, pissy assholes. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> seriously, um, like you know, like that, that, like you were saying, like the the droid stuff, and especially in the bar, like the, them, like. It's not just it, like for me, it's not just that they're doing it, it's that they're doing it so well. Like they're giving voice and they're they're being smart about the voice and the reasoning that they're doing these things. I, I, I'm I'm impressed. And it's like, fucking Bo Katan, man, I mean she's a badass. Like, like, why are you mad that Bo Katan is around? Like. Obviously you've not watched like this is where I'm like are you are you really Star Wars fans are you really Star Wars fans because if you were you would have watched clone wars and you would have watched rebels and you would have understood the character that we're dealing with here and the, the evolution and where she started where she fell and how she's, like, like that's the thing that's beautiful to me about this whole Bo-Katan thing, is, is that if you watch, if you've invested the, the time into the Clone Wars and uh, Star Wars Rebels, you know some of the arc. And the thing is, is that maybe we don't need the fall. Like, I'm starting to believe that I don't need to know what happened between Rebels and Mando in the war to understand that, there was a point where Bo Katan was at her highest, and whatever folly happened befell her, caused the ruination of everything. And it's her rise back from that fall, from from Queen, like basically, essentially the leader of Mandalorian, uh, of Mandalore, to a hired gun to a reawakening of her as a newly formed Mandalorian who's a hybrid of the way and Mandalore proper. That's fucking beautiful in a way that I feel like can't be... You can't write that. You can only kind of go into the groove of it and the way that Filoni approaches, has approached things of like, oh, okay, well, Star Wars, oh, uh, Clone Wars is over. Uh, oh, well. I, like, he didn't, he had all these stories, but then he was like, oh, they're gonna make me, let me do a Star Wars show. Okay, well, let's do Rebels and maybe I can get into some of this stuff. And then he does. And then it's like, okay, well, Rebels is over and I'll never do anything again. Oh, well. And then he does more. And it's like, it's like he's getting these chances and he's using that to tell stories in the way that George tells stories. And I feel like I don't know, man. It's like, it's great. Like, it's like, it's both great for Kate, Katie Stackhoff, but it's also great for Bo-Katan. And there's this weird muddling of this whole thing of like, of, of the character, the actor, and the story arc that we're all telling it. it. I like that. I like that kind of stuff. Like that makes me feel good because it's like it's like the key, uh, key uh, It's like the key stuff. Like from everything, everywhere, and all at once. Like yeah. it's both. It's like I like both things when they collude together and they give me something so good and so heartwarming. But also like a badass character that you know, like it's fucking Bo Katan. I mean, what the what? Who the fuck? Who the fuck has a problem with this? Like, to be perfectly honest, like, what do you want? More Mando and Grogu? Like, there's only so much you can do with this, right?
2: Yes, that is what they want. And uh, Jesus Christ. That's the one thing I've I've heard over and over again is like there's not enough uh den. There's not enough like Grogu is an accessory at this point, which I agree with. Like, honestly when we ended season two and we were like, oh shit, or did they just write Grogu out of the show? Like for an extended period of time, I was okay with that. Not that I hate Grogu or, but just like, because the problem with the lone wolf and cub thing is that eventually the cub just becomes this thing. You either have to, Age up really quickly because mm-hmm. you need to have it—the creature, person, whatever—be able to interact and be actually part of the plot. Or you don't age them up, and the cub is always either comedic relief, or uh, the 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 MacGuffin, or the the thing in distress, or the the creature you got to save, or like there it, it's it's one, it, not one note but it's it's the same three or four notes played over and over and over again you know it mm-hmm. it, bec- it becomes it becomes the the uh tv show equivalent of listening to acdc on end like it it's the <laughs> same fucking song man like it's really really good occasionally like but yes. i don't want to listen to nine hours of ACDC Like after an hour I'm just going to be like That's enough ACDC So like not even an hour After 15 minutes I'm going to be like Okay I need something else So like you either And you can't age up Grogu Because he ages so slowly That
1: exactly
2: You're stuck with, And I thought this was a solution To that problem is that Oh he's not going to be a permanent part of the show Maybe we'll Drop in and see from time to time What's going on with Grogu Or he'll come back into it And go out of it And then you know like Stuff like that but no they bring him back in Okay well that's the problem now Like you You can't have this kid Like it's fucking Irresponsible To have this this kid this child baby really yes he's a force user um but like okay well a battle droid could rip him in half Uh, like i I, you know it it becomes this thing of like what do we do with Grogu, and that's a problem man so they're finding somewhat creative ways of getting out of that problem I'm okay with that. Like, I don't need, you know, forty-five minutes of Grogu. Like, oh yeah, I saw him do some flips, and he used the force to help uh, Lizzo cheat at a game. Like, ah, that's cute. Okay, that's all I need, man. Like, I don't need more than that. And I, like, if you give me more than that, like I said, it becomes the ACDC problem. It, it's the same five notes. Like, I, he can't do anything else.
0: really, it it really is like, like, I uh, that's the thing, it's like come on, like, really like, are we gonna be, like, let's be perfectly honest about this, like, Grogu and Din are, like, the least I hate saying this, but they're the least interesting part of the Mandalorian, like, it's it's the same thing, okay, like Din has the same problem as Cap has when he's written badly, which is, is that Cap needs to have interesting characters to bounce off of. he needs people that oppose his his view of the world in order to make him more complex that's why you know teaming him up with black widow um or teaming him up with sam wilson is so effective in the movies because it gives him because he's like an open window and he's very kind of like they're very similar in a way because they're they're very kind of pious in their points of views right like like some people would say they're extremists because they are because they believe in one thing and they cannot be shook in that one thing right they have they have corners and avenues they can go into but it's always in service of the of the ideal um so them using that kind of trick of giving people like having them team up with more morally compromised people but allowing their kind of their their piousness etch and flow against a rub against a person and either help them or help the person that they're teamed up with is like writing aka writing screenwriting 101 when you want to write something like this and you've got yourself in a corner but it's also how do you do anything different? Like I want to know like I'd like fandom to tell me what the fuck they want. Like, specifically from this, do you just want a vibe where they're rolling around the universe and just kind of like, oh, let's see, let's go to this planet. Oh, okay. Well, we're going to have them drink bone, bone broth again and just do the same fucking thing that they did in the first like three or four episodes of season two? Like, is that what they want? Because it, it, it's narrative. Like it's it's narratively get a nerd.
2: Pretty fast. Yeah. <laughs> like, it, you know, well, it works for a few seasons, but you or a few episodes, but you got to have something more. It, it, you got to have something bigger than that. You know, like, uh, yeah, we were on a quest for Din to redeem himself. We got there. We did that. Like, so now there has mm-hmm. to be something bigger. Like, oh, the quest to reunite Mandalore. Well, that that involves other people and sharing the spotlight. Like, I. You know, I don't know. Yeah, like I said, Star Wars fans, man. They're just something else. <laughs> I,
0: I, I will I'm gonna call it right now. Uh Mock Gideon is gonna get Grogu. He's gonna get it. At the end of the season, he's gonna kidnap him. Like I feel like that's what, what we're all leading towards like on this story, because like you said, there needs to be narrative they like, can't be a narrative inertia. Like, you know, you can't just sit there and just like, oh, let's have Grogu be cute all episode long. Like you know, there needs to be more tension, right? And I just feel like they're gonna—he's to gonna, uh, Mob Gideon is gonna get exactly what he wanted, which is to take—is uh, to—is to take Grogu and use him for whatever means yeah. that he wants because he's still around. I mean, we know that. I mean, um, uh, you know, like everything, like you know, he escaped and all that other good stuff. But um, you're right. Like, it's gonna get really it's gonna get really like tiring very quickly if we if they just listen to fandom and it's like you know what i don't want them to listen to fandom like i'm glad they're not listening to fandom because fandom we're we're stupid as a whole we're stupid we're like people
1: we don't know know what we want
0: (laughs) yeah well we know what we want but it's stupid what we want because if you really had that if you really did have that it would be terrible like you know it's like it's Fan service never fan service services nobody right like it doesn't it really doesn't like when you get fan service you know what you get you get a four hour a four hour uh, Justice League movie where everybody looks beautiful but everybody is terribly acting and everything is in slow motion in a perfect painterly thing but again narratively inert nothing happens all you get is a bunch of slow motion and uh, like you know bullshit. That's what happens, guys. And maybe that's what you want. But I don't want that. Like, you know, it's like, oh God, I don't know. Like, but it's all to say, like, I love what they're doing. I uh, like, I love it. And, um, you know, I think that they've gotten the latitude to where they're allowed to do whatever they want to do. Right. Like, yeah. like, like, that's what it feels like. Right. Like, like this story, whatever it's leading up to, like, you know, it's leading up to the reformation of, Mandalore. Um, but at the end of the day, like I feel like this, like we've we talked about this before, right? Like, like we were like, where the fuck is this season going? Like, what are they doing? Like, it doesn't feel like anything. Like you said, it felt like a side quest, but it kind of was a side quest, but it was setting the table for this, like, you know, Mandalorian, right? Like we we like the show is called The Mandalorian and they're getting into mandalore right like like this is exactly probably what we wanted but we didn't really know how to like word it out um at least to me um i don't know why people would complain about like badass mandalorian fights
2: like, yeah me either man um it, i i know a common thing has been like the turning over of the dark and like how it happened but i'm like, I mean, I don't know. Short of like them fighting each other, was there a way that it was going to happen? That but you were going to be satisfied with like yeah, you know because
0: I, they would have they wouldn't have had to kill each other. Like, is that what you want? Do you yeah, want I don't want to do see you hate that. Women so like, <laughs> like like okay, so like like here's the thing: Do you hate women so much? Like, do these simp's hate women so much? And this is just a rhetorical question because we both fucking answer. Do they hate women so much that they want to see Din and Bo fight and Bo lose and J- Din take the throne? Because Din would be the, the worst fucking leader of all people. Like, he, know, he even he knows that. But it feels like that's what fandom wants. They don't like Bo for whatever reason or like certain sectors of fandom. It's like, is that what you want? Like, you want that? Even though they've come up with a solution, like I don't know, like that's what it feels like to me. It feels like they just don't like a woman playing in their sandbox in the way that men play in their sandbox. And I, I, I'm totally for it. Like I don't like. Why do you? Why would we have a problem with that? It's Katie fucking sack off. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, Starbuck herself, who, like, kind of wrote the book in the early, like, in the mid-2000s, of badass, troubling women characters that are allowed to be badass, uh, troubling characters, uncompromised. Like, so what you're saying to me is that you didn't like that. What do you want? Like, I, like, like, and I, we we know the answer, and I'm not going to answer it, but it's like, no, nah, man, this is my Star Wars. Dude, I'm all I'm totally okay with it. Like, you know, I may complain and get a little grumpy every once in a while because it's like, like you know, we get these episodes where we don't know what's happening, but then but they all set the table for everything, right? Like, like, like yeah. they're 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 doing what Dave always did on Star on Clone Wars. It's just like for me, at least the way that I ingested Clone Wars was. I got the DVD set, so I did a lot of like binging so I could see arcs and how they played out. But that last season, I watched that last season, not the last last season, but the season six before they went on that 20 year hiatus. I watched that season and was so (laughs) frustrated because you'd watch a 30 minute episode and it would be a part of a larger four four episode arc. You go, why the fuck are we doing this? to trust in dave right like like you just have to trust in dave and i kind of like i forgot that i was binging things and i got to see whole arcs in one sitting um and it's the same like you know like bad batch i like because it's animated i've kind of gotten used to that kind of storytelling so i go okay so this is the beginning of the arc right like like i know it's going somewhere i just don't know where and i like it um i feel like People should get more into that vibe and not worry about Grogu and Jin- and Din. Like I just don't get it. It's like if that's the way you feel, just stop watching the movie and just watch the memes. Like you don't yeah. like go on to go on to whatever social media. I mean. You know, you could be listening to this right now. It's five years later after we're talking about this. And TikTok has been banned and like de- destroyed. But I mean, it's like whatever your thing is about the memes and the vibe that you're looking for, that this, that this fucking show isn't giving you, then just continue to do that. And don't watch the show. Nobody's asking you to watch it. Like, you know, because it's only going to get worse. To me, I feel like like if they're complaining about this, is it going to get better for them?
2: no i I mean i don't think so i i think we're definitely headed towards um it not being den show not at all Mm -hmm. but just that he is a a one of a multitude of characters instead of the main focus um so yeah but all that just like i'm i'm with you I thought the season started off rocky and has gotten progressively better. Like, with almost every episode. And a lot of people feel like, oh, well, the first episode was, like, shoulder shrug. It got really good, and now it's getting worse. Um, but, I I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I'm a you. I don't feel that way. Like, it feels like a lot of fun. Um, and more than anything, that's all I want. Like, I just want to have fun. So... You know, and, you know, if you don't like the stunt casting stuff, like, I, I, mean, I don't know, man, like, I I don't know, just, I like it, like, I like Jack Black and Lizzo showing up for two or three minutes, I like Christopher Lloyd, I, I like um, uh, Tim Meadows showing up as a as a New Republic officer, you know? yeah.
0: Uh, uh, a a new republic officer that has no fucking time for anything like like they're they're also filling in like the thing is is that they're beautifully filling in the gaps as to why the first order rose you know yeah. like that's what i find most interesting about all of these shows right now is that they're showing how even though the empire collapsed it was going to come back because the rebels didn't know what they were doing like do you know what I mean? Like they wanted to get rid of they wanted to get rid of the empire but they didn't yeah. know how to truly get rid of the empire. Like you
2: know, I, and so I you just have all Listen to a thing about this. You're 100% right. No, yeah. I, it's I, I, I uh it. I think it was Ben Lindberg on the the um oh. Ringerverse was talking about yeah. this of like you had okay, you had thousands of years of the Old Republic.
1: Mm-hmm. And then
2: it fell. And then you had. The. Uh, the Empire. And then it fell. And then you had the New Republic. And then it fell. More or less to the. The uh, First Order. So you have mm-hmm. like when the new republic starts, of course, like, it probably was never gonna really succeed, because, like, they don't, they don't know what the fuck they're doing, they don't know what they're doing, like, they have to, like, that's why the rehabilitation program is, like, important to them, because it's like, we need the people who, like, are evil in a, like I guess a passive way Because they're like oh, Like that guy said in the one episode He's like I don't know The Republic, the Rebels, the Empire It's all just the same Like it's just yep. a different uniform For this guy Because he's not under their, He's not under anybody's thumb But he's the one You know who knows where The light switch is So <laughs> it's like You need those people So, and it's just been 30 or 40 years of constant, like, unrest and, like, changing of the guard in the universe, and and honestly, it makes Christopher Lloyd's point in the episode, and also, like, expands on, like, uh, well, now I really want to know, like, tell me more about Count Dooku tell me more about what yep. he thought he was doing what what his plan was like how he got basically suckered into like something like clearly he was lied to as well because he he saw the fault in the Jedi stepped away wound up siding with the Sith Lord because he thought it would be more beneficial to the galaxy not for personal gain, necessarily. Yep. So. No, absolutely,
0: and it's it, that's a great discussion to have.
2: Like, you know, it's like
0: not to put a finer point on it, but like, like basically, like I and I'm not going to get political about this, but like this, like this era of Star Wars, like is filling in an interesting gap that totally collides with what we're dealing with currently but not understanding that this stuff all started in the 90s with Bob Dole. Like, and it evolved, right? And they're dealing with something similar politically, but it's not so, it's not like, it's not like this is not a tale uh, as old as time. Like, these are all, this is all stuff that we've been dealing with for the last 300 years, right? It's a cycle. Um, But like, it's interesting how like, they're dealing with it and showing, like, how, like, you know, like you said, like, the new Republic, the, the new Republic begats Separatists that begat the new, uh, like, the, the new Galactic Empire that 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 begats the, the like, the rebels. And it all just kind of swirls in, and it, it's it's interesting to watch how, like, they're building these blocks, and I didn't know I needed these blocks being built, but I'm here for it. Right, like, like the stuff. This is all going back and circling back to the thing of like Star Wars is always talking about this stuff. It's just in movies. It's very microscopic, and you have to look for it. Well, but in the except TV except for shows, the
2: prequels, they where expand. they tried to put, it, yeah. they tried to make it a big part of the prequels, and people were like, "I don't care about politics. Where's the exactly. mythology?" And and they got real pissy about it. So. Um, which I was one of them at the time. I was like, "Why the fuck is there so much senate in this movie? Who cares?" <laughs> like, well, but... my, my
0: favorite,
2: but my favorite part about that is George
0: told us this. He told us this from the beginning. He's like, yeah. uh, nobody wants the nobody wants the prequels because it's a lot of like quarters of power bullshit," and uh, like he literally lived up to that. Like he lived up to his word. Like that's crazy, and no, nobody wanted it. And then now. Like, it's kind of like, it's the building blocks that Dave and everybody else is using, right?
2: Um, yeah. But anyway, I mean, like, it, yeah. Oh. yeah, there's so many real world comparisons that, like, yes. as a kid, history bored the shit out of me. And as an adult, I'm just like, that is fascinating. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but as a kid, I was just like, I don't care, like, about, I care about, like, the stories about people stopping Hitler, not, Not the bullshit of how, like, Hitler manipulated his way into power. But as an adult, I'm just like, oh, that's fascinating. Like, how he used, like, all of these, like, just tricks (laughs) to, to, you know, it's very much the emperor where it's just, like, it's way more fascinating now how the emperor came into power. And, like, the whole using, like, he just had his hands in, like, everything Like just manipulating things where like when the prequels came out, I was just like, Oh, this is kind of (laughs) boring. But yeah, I, I I don't know. I, I I don't know what the last two episodes of the Mandalorian are going to bring us. There's a lot of, I've heard a lot of people talking about what they want. And I'm just like, y'all want a lot in two episodes. Um, So uh, yeah, I I think we're going to have a lot of probably disappointed Star Wars fans, but I mean, what else is new? Um yeah. <laughs> it's just a perpetually disappointed <laughs> <No>. <laughs> fandom. Scene like like you know, it's like that
0: old saying, old boss same as the new or new boss same as the old boss. Uh, new yep. fans same as the old fans. They, this is a tale like 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 a uh, beauty and the beast has said. It's a tale as old as time. Um uh, so yeah, but I, like ultimately, like I'm in for the ride, and like the thing is, is that like here's the thing: once these last two episodes are over, they're over. We don't know when we're getting the next. We're getting the next um, Mandalorian season because they haven't written it. They haven't yeah. talked about it. They're just trying to finish up the third season, right? Um, so y'all well, I better. Think, just kind I of, think like, I read an
2: interview. I think I read an interview with Favreau where he said that he had story for season four. Oh, okay. Okay. So well, um, they're at least in that, you know, area of things, but like, he's also like, they're also it, it, like, it's all busy and also Disney's pushing things. So even if they started filming like late this year, we're, there's a good chance we don't see it till early 2025.
0: Exactly. um, Exactly. And okay. Like I'm okay with that. Like for me, I'm okay with that because that allows them time to look at things, course, correct things, refine things. Like they're not running and gunning at the same time. They're kind of like, they're given the breath to maybe do some additional photography to really firm up a really good season. I'm okay for that. Like, you yeah. know, like, because things take time. Like, you know, like it, it, it just does. Um, And we'll have so much more Star Wars that'll be nice to kind of let it leave for a while and have it become a welcome return, right? Like, I feel yes. like that's the thing for me. I feel like ultimately I want to, like, I want to have stuff come back and be well, it, it be a welcome surprise and not a chore. Like, like, we'll talk, like, 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 something that we haven't really dived into recently, which is Ted Lasso. So I, I don't mind, like, I mean, I know this is the last season, but it's like, I didn't mind having a year to like 15 months away from Ted Lasso because it's a welcome return to the world. Um, there are yeah. issues I had with it at the beginning that seem to have been resolved. I haven't seen this week's episode, but. Like the things that they're doing, I I I'm I'm like okay, let's go with the flow. But it's that thing of like I want to miss something, and not feel like I'm like I'm getting too much of it. And yeah, like Mando going away for a year after every year on the clock, we're getting like a year to thirteen months. We're getting Mando stuff. Um, maybe it's time to kind of give us a little bit of a breath. Like let us have that. Jon Snow dies at the end of at the end of season five and leave us hanging for like you know 18 months. Like even though it was the worst kept secret that he came back. Um but you know what I mean, right? Like, like yeah, like give us some time with some stuff and let us kind of just reassociate it. Let us have another season of Boba Fett. Let's see if they can course correct that because that shit was so bad that you had to bring Mando in to save it um, and give us Mando season two point five. Um, let us see what happens with Ahsoka. Like, I'm really hyped for Ahsoka now. So, like, let's make that part of yeah,
1: the universe.
0: Yeah, make um, I'm kind of scared about Skeleton Crew, though. I'm not. I mean, because it's John Watts, kind of like John Watts and kids is like is like uh, like is like John Hughes and teenagers. It just works. So I'm both nervous, but I'm also excited because if you're giving me this weird emblem thing where you got, you know, Jude law, saving Jedi kids, if that, like, if the rumors are true, what they are, um, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with like some kind of weird, like, you know, kids getting into trouble, like with dad, like having to save them shit. That's cool. Um, but maybe the Mando stuff needs because maybe fandom needs to miss Mando for longer than just a blink of an eye, um, and really appreciate yeah. what we're getting from here. Um, so yeah, but uh, yeah, like I was hoping to see Skeleton Crew footage, but they've not brought Skeleton. They they've not they didn't have anything because it's tw- a twenty twenty four show now, which I'm like, yeah, dude, come on, like what's going on here um i mean we know what's going on they're like easing the brakes uh um but anything else star wars
2: centric that we've seen or Um, things that we've missed no i don't think so we touched on a lot yeah we
0: did we really did um so uh but yeah i mean
2: Damn we did a lot
0: like this week was Kind of and there's probably still more stuff that is going to come up from celebration that we'll probably Talk about
2: next week as <laughs> yeah. well because we'll talk, we'll talk more Star Wars next week <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: What's Coming um, out next
2: week I can't even remember what's Coming out next week um I Don't know I don't have anything that I'm like I I think my next Movie that I'm going to see in theaters Is probably Guardians I don't think Guardians, I'll probably yeah yeah I don't think I'll Go see anything before then so it'll be a lot of uh, TV watching for me. Yeah. So.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. Um, I do have to ask about about that that newest Guardians trailer that came out. Um, like I didn't so, watch it. Oh, you didn't watch it? Okay. All right. Never mind then. Nope. Uh I was just gonna ask, like, how close, like, like how are you feeling about this? Like, um, I mean, obviously that says something. If you're not gonna watch the trailer, you're like, okay, I'm in. I'm in. I'm ready. Um,
2: yeah, I mean, for those for this stuff, I'm always in. Like,
1: you know, mm-hmm. I, like
2: I watched the Blue Beetle trailer because I was interested to see like tonally what it would be like. But like, yeah, I'm not. I probably won't watch anything else because I'm like, yeah, I, I mean, I'm in for this. So, like, I'm just not gonna watch the trailer. So, uh, I'm in for Guardians. <laughs> I saw the first trailer, so it's just like, no, I'll just save everything unless you know it comes on. Like, if I go to the theater. By chance and it comes On and i'll watch it but i'm not I'm i'm just like i'm not gonna seek it out So um all right But you know um Anyway uh I guess we can wrap it up there go check Out everything over at Xwingfiles.com that we're doing More star wars podcasting Ted lasso podcasting we're on a little Break but we'll be back next week Um and uh i go write and review us on itunes and uh i'll let adam pimp his stuff
0: all right yeah absolutely um next week we're gonna have maybe that's what we should do um <laughs> uh next week on the movie aisle, uh we've got a bunch of stuff right right now we've got a bunch of i know it sounds weird but jackie chan stuff like i've reviewed a bunch of jackie chan movies um, including his yeah, including his newest one, um, which is actually quite uh, um it it's it's a very heartfelt movie. Like I was genuinely surprised. It's it's about a stunt man and a horse. And I know that this sounds weird, like a horse. Are you kidding me? But it's Jackie Chan, so kind of go with it. Read my review, you'll see. Um, but next week, uh speaking of Jackie Chan, um, because he's in the new Ninja Turtles movie, um, Logan has his next uh moving pictures article about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and maybe it might be a good time to kind of talk about Ninja Turtles because it's kind of like in the air um because we've got that trailer and we've got all the stuff um and we've got this great article so maybe maybe Ninja Turtles or Indie Comics turned uh something we'll we'll figure it out but it's all to say go to movieout.com um I with an I not an A um, to read uh, Logan stuff on fr- uh, next Friday, and then all the stuff that we're doing there, um, it's all it's all gravy. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with something. Um, we'll figure it out. Uh, possibly another TV discussion, maybe. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, and with that, guys, see you soon. Bye. Uh... Seven, number eight The Simpsons, number nine TV, number ten every single band that I stole all their MP3s back before they all sold out. Stay it all together, are you with me now? Nerds ruin everything. Nerds ruin everything. Say, nerds ruin
1: everything.